Welcome to Cobra Kai. Some things never change. Yeah, what are you talking about? I heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers in that parking lot out there. Oh, that. No. I didn't beat up any teenagers. I kicked the shit out of a bunch of assholes who deserved it. Oh, Johnny Lawrence calling someone else an asshole. That's rich, man. Yeah, what's that supposed to mean? Uh, look, I'm not here to rehash the past. Just stay away from my daughter's friends. Welcome to Sweep Delay don't Podcast. Don't screw up. Just don't screw up what you do. <laughs> you know I'm keeping this in, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? Oh, it's Cobra Kai time. Mr. Jameson, very good rabbit. How are you, sir? I'm besides good. Drink, besides drinking, getting drunk like Johnny Lawrence. Over there. I, I am getting uh, Johnny Lawrence drunk. I've got a large coffee mug filled with wine, like a classy oh. gentleman of drinking wine out of coffee mugs over here. Yeah, you're all you're trying to be like uh, Mr. Lawrence every day. So that's right. That's right. I've <laughs> I eat my meals in front of the mini mart. <laughs> so, sir, uh, we're together, full circle, man. You and I, uh, we started this journey. Long time ago, can't even remember now how many years uh, we talked about how many years the show is. But needless to years, I think. Yeah, twenty three years. But needless to say, you and I had a very epic, long hundredth episode together. Uh, Yeah, I blacked out at some point during that show. Yeah, four. Uh, four I came to and Martin Cole was talking. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Yeah, four and a half hours that episode was, and uh, and the full circle is you and I. Spoke with Mr. Johnny Lawrence himself, and uh, it, one of the greatest moments and days of my entire life, for sure. And the cool thing is, is that it was only supposed to be a 10-minute interview, turned into an hour. He surprised us by bringing Sensei Kreese on Martin Cove. We had a blast. We got some awesome trivia out of him. It was super fun. And then, you know, just talking about legacy and everything, and who would have known that a couple years later, you and I would be talking about him again in, like, a TV show. That's uh, right. Man. This, and it's full circle because you and... All right. I love The Karate Kid, my favorite movie of all time. Yours, it's the number two movie for you. 
as long as that still remains. Am I correct? Empire it's Strikes Back one, Karate Kid two, or have you changed that? Who since- knows? <laughs> I haven't sat down and figured out a list like that. Remember, I used to back in the day. I had time to go on to like websites and like rank movies, and I created lists. Yeah, I don't, I don't have time for that anymore. It's up there. I ain't got no time for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh uh, man! But because of the Karate Kid, that's how we uh, that's how we kind of initially uh, got to know each other, right? E- exactly because of the Flicks episode. Jason brought you on to review the Karate Kid. And I was like, "Oh, who's this schmuck?" Because you know, yeah. I have this thing. I'm very protective, just like Ralph Macchio is. He's very protective of this franchise, and uh, I'm very protective of my movie. And if anybody talks any bad mouth, I instantly get pissed off. Mm. But there was something about the way that you were talking about it and uh, just like, yeah, this is my second favorite movie, you know, Empire's number one. And I was I was cool with that. I, I could get it. But just the way that you were, I mean, granted, your audio was terrible because, you know, right. this is like your first time. Not your first time, but it was no, early on. It was in my your first time ever going on a podcast. For real? First time? Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time. I didn't know what to do. I was just, I, what do we, okay, Jason, how do I get onto this podcast? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, the review, okay, so like I pretty much was digging everything and Jason said, you know, he loved part two over part one, but then you guys started talking about part three. And, you know, at the time I hadn't accepted the whole guilty pleasure situation mm-hmm. yet. You know, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I, I love that movie. But you know what? I, I've come to see, as like we talk with Roadhouse, how... I can see why it's a guilty pleasure, but it's a bad movie, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Um, it's uh, Things have changed with this show uh, in regards to my feelings on the overall series, uh, needless to say, w- which we'll get into. You no longer like it. I, I no, <laughs> no longer like it. The big reel is Masunas now no longer cares for the karate kid. Yeah. Yep. I, I was at, uh, as of last week, 604 viewings. So maybe that will be the final viewing. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm we done. Got to change the title of the show. Take that poster I hung up in the uh-huh. in the glass frame mm-hmm. and 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 remove it. That's right. So, so yes, sir, we're together, man. And uh, I don't know about you, but as soon as I got this show, I uh, I watched the whole thing the first night. I didn't think I was going to. Uh, and this is really funny because. I asked Fonda, I was like, hey, is it cool if we watch Cobra Kai tonight? And she's like, yeah, sure. So, you know, I get home. Kids were outside. So, of course, they had to, you know, take some showers and stuff. And uh, I was like, okay, after supper, throw it on, get it ready to go. So Fonda's like, I got to go shower. So I had it paused right at the beginning of the first episode, right on the date. Mm-hmm. And she comes downstairs and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, getting ready. To, I got to pause. She's like, what is this? I'm like, Cobra Kai. She's like, well, why do you have a pause? I'm like, because I thought you were going to watch it. She's like, no. Why would I want to watch this? And then she starts going off about bullies and bullies in schools and all that. I'm like, you know, and I literally said, whatever. And I was like pissed off. And like, I just started playing it, right? And I knew right off the bat that I had brand new footage I had never seen before that they went in the vault to get. I'm like, you're not going to ruin this. I've never seen this footage. Shut up. So... Let let me be Atta in boy. peace. Yeah. yeah. So of course I didn't actually say shut up. I just said that inside. You know. Of course. Yes. But it was it, that was the day in Illinois, as it was I'm sure in Wisconsin. Super hot that day. I mean, humid. It was like okay, so Sprinter was over. 
but it was hot as hell in my house and I don't have central air. I'm not going to put the uh, window air in. So I was like, you know, we had the fan on. So she's trying to cool off. And after seven minutes of episode one, she hadn't left the room yet. And she was just paying attention, making some comments here and there. And then by the middle of episode two, she gets in her spot on the couch. Kaylee gets next to her and they start cuddling. And halfway through the show, she's like, you know, it's a school night, right? I'm like, yep. She goes, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And therefore, we proceeded to finish along with Tabby. We were done by 1230. And I felt it the next day, dude, because I have to get up at 5 a.m. But, uh, yeah, the the first day, I, I don't know, man. It was just I had to finish it. And, I mean, you're thinking, okay, it's a five-hour-long movie. I can do it. You know, it's it's 10 hour, It's ten episodes, half-hour piece. And uh, I was like, I could do it. And I'll tell you, man, I've usually by 9 o'clock, I am out. I'm gone. Dang. But man, I was I was wide awake. I was pumped up after the show, and I don't think I went to bed till like one thirty ish. So, uh, what's what's the story with you on uh, the first day? So, uh, well, you know, I had a head start on you. I'd already seen the first hour of this, yeah, so I true. got to jump in on episode three right away and uh, just start banging away, knock that thing out in a few hours. Uh, and then the next night, my wife said, hey, I want to watch Cobra Kai. Want to watch it with me? I said, yeah, let's do it. So then, uh, yeah, then last night we uh, sat and watched it again. She sat and watched all five hours. I I made it uh, through episode nine with her, and then I fell asleep and uh, rewatched episode 10 this morning. So, yeah, I burned through the series twice already. Spoiler alert, episode nine is my favorite episode. So, yeah, interesting. fantastic. So... Okay. All right, here's what we're going to do, man. Um, this is a special STL, uh, as we do with Karate Kid episodes. It's dedicated solely to Karate Kid, so no news, none of that crap. We're going to get right into it because we got a lot to talk about. And uh, I'm so glad that you're on because this is a sequel for us. You yeah. know, talking talk uh, the continuation. I'm telling you, man, I, I've waited 34 years for this because as much as I love Part 2, I've always wanted to see the sequel of you know after the parking lot it's like that's it that's you know of course that was filmed for part one but you know as as awesome as the fight with chosen was and you know fighting to the death and how fantastic the story was with mr miyagi because you know part one's daniel's movie part two is mr miyagi's movie part three just craziness happens i always wanted that sequel and i always said you know when this was announced I'm just like the true Karate Kid Part 3, you know, the sequel I always wanted. So it's like 34 years in the making. And, uh, you know, I, I think what uh, what I'd like to do is, is you know, this to me, this is a five-hour-long movie. And uh, even though we got 10 episodes. So I did break it down. Uh, I wrote down the, the episode name, and then I wrote down some notes that we can go over and, and discuss. Uh, but before we do... Uh, there are some of our STL listeners like, you know, Lisa, for example, who's in you know Canada. She couldn't get the whole entire series. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's another, another like Monday Night Jason. He's like, look, is it non-spoilers? So I like to just take the beginning part just briefly and do non-spoilers of what we kind of thought and then dive deep into this baby uh, and, uh, and, and do what we do and discuss uh, mm. So, so what do you think, sir? Is that is that all good with you? Sounds great. All right, cool. So, 
right off the bat, uh, here's some of the things that I got to say. Uh, the I would definitely say there's no good guys and there's no bad guys in this. Uh, both of them are very flawed. It was it was pretty rough watching Daniel be an asshole, uh, and uh, it's it was it was rough. But I knew that this was gonna happen because Daniel isn't at Mr. Miyagi. And he was going to be out of balance at some point, even though he's successful and owns a car dealership and things like that. Without Mr. Miyagi kind of always centering him, I was waiting for him to get some balance. But it was really rough watching him just be a jerk. And then even when he gets his balance, um, you can just really it was really fully fleshed out of like, okay, cool. Daniel, he's like he was before, but he's really a jerk off but he's flawed and then you see Johnny and I really enjoyed him I didn't realize how funny he really is and it's really great because this Cobra Kai is something that I would actually want to go buy a shirt for that's how much I was like I like the new Cobra Kai not the one that I watched 600 times but it, it was interesting watching the Johnny journey because of the fact of he you know, he's got his demons, but he's like an anti-hero. And you see his progression of being down and out and how it's kind of like the role reversal of Miguel trying to teach him. He's kind of like Daniel and Johnny mixed together. But you really see the good sides of Johnny, the bad sides, the un the when they get into his story, you kind of see where he came from. And I really like the gray area of Daniel and Johnny of both of them are not good. Both of them aren't bad. They're, they're very gray. And that's something that I really enjoyed. And then um, Daniel's son is completely worthless in, in this show. Yeah, he really is. He was more distracting than anything. Like, it just, I didn't understand why Anthony was even in the show. I, I there's He, he served uh, zero purpose. Zero. He didn't, he didn't move. He didn't do anything for any of the characters. He was just annoying and just in the way. And yeah, every time I'm like, okay, so there's got to be a reason he's in this. Like, there's going to be a turn at some point or something where he's going to be pivotal at some point in this series. He has to be. And he just wasn't. He's <laughs> just a, there, a garbage character. There's one scene that was done that I think was specifically written of, okay, we need another character to deliver this scene. Let's write a son form. We'll get there when we get deeper into the show. Yeah. But literally, that's the only time I was like, okay, this is the only purpose he serves. That's it. it the show, take him out, changes absolutely nothing. Nothing. Uh, kicks to the face. I'm telling you right now, spoiler alert, obviously. Well, it's not really a spoiler. You know there's going to be a tournament at the end of the show. Uh, you know, obviously, mm -hmm. spoilers, we're not going to get into who wins and stuff. But the crane kick, all that crap can officially end because... Every single person that Cobra Kai fights is a kick to the face, and they get points. So they clearly get rid of that whole crane no, kick thing. No, they do so not. I sir. never want to get. I, I never disagree. Hear it again. Oh, and, really? Oh, absolutely. I actually read an interview with the filmmakers, and they said, "Yeah, we purposely made it vague about whether the crane kick was legal or illegal." They said because in 1984 universe. They, they made the rules really vague, which leads to the argument. And they said, so we didn't want to do anything to change the vagueness of the 1984 rules. 
So it's up to everyone's interpretation. Some people think it's legal. Some people don't. Some people, some characters in the movie, like they address it in the in the show, whether it's legal or illegal, and they and there's an argument. Oh, the filmmakers say there's no. We purposely didn't clear that up for anyone. So there you go. Well, what about the crane kick that happens later on in episode ten, and she gets the point. So sure. what what happened? There you go. It's but like, these, that's also uh, 2018 tournament rules, not 1984 tournament rules. Things change. Fair enough. Agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So um, I love the I love the callbacks. I love the scores. I love all the Easter eggs. You know, fantastic. I absolutely love that. Um, I think Daniel's wife is the Mr. Miyagi of this show in regards to. She's completely the rationale, the rationale to Daniel, because when Daniel goes completely off his rocker, she always brings him back and puts him in perspective. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I definitely let's see. I need a Cobra Kai shirt now. I'm writing down some of the some of the stuff. Here. Oh, so the original movie now is is going to be different for me because of how much I really enjoyed Johnny Lawrence's journey. It's going to be, it'll be a very different take when I watch the original movie again. And I wonder, you know, like when I got to the end of this show, I didn't know who to root for because I was like, I kind of want Cobra Kai to win because you took this crazy journey with the new Cobra Kai. And the ending is is just that's that's what makes it successful is like you really don't know how it's going to end because, you know, okay, well, Cobra Kai lost in the original movie. Are they going to make them win in this show or are they going to make them lose? And there's so much tension going on in, in the final episode. I think the ending is fantastic and I can't and season two needs to happen yesterday hmm. and it's fantastic. So. I mean, obviously, I got some issues that we'll talk about, but, you know, for non-spoilers, I really enjoyed the journey. It was rough in sometimes, but one of my problems that I did have right off the bat was, you know, I'm no prude, but the language really kind of kind of hit me, you know, mm-hmm. like a bunch of the sex talk and things like that, because I'm used to the Karate Kid universe being clean, if you will, but I mean, there's plenty of swearing in the movie. But then again, one of the things you have to do is put yourself in, this is 2018, they're trying to be real, what are kids talking about, how are things going, and when you can, when you can get past that, the enjoyment level increases. It was a little rough for me to get past that at first, of like, wow, okay, this is something I wouldn't expect in a Karate Kid movie, but I got over it pretty quick, and when I did that, I found my enjoyment level to go to go up, uh, but it was an adjustment. And I think the second time around watching it was so much better, and because I knew what to expect, and it didn't bother me as much. But right off the bat, it'll kind of get you, especially in the first you know two episodes. You know, you're kind of not used to hearing so much of that stuff. So hmm. you know, I'm, I mean, you, I love swearing in movies, but it, I guess with Cobra Kai, it's kind of sacred for me, and. Uh, that, that was kind of the thing that right off the bat was kind of off, but I enjoy it now. It's cool. So. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, I, uh, you know, just kind of spoiler-free thoughts. Um, I kind of agree with you uh, on a lot of these things. Like, I was, I mean, I really found Daniel really unlikable. (laughs) Yeah. Very unlikable. Um, And this is, I mean, obviously, you know from the title of the show, it's going to be about Johnny. They didn't title it (laughs) Danielson. They titled it Cobra Kai. (laughs) It's the Johnny story. And I think that they did a really good job. The writers did a really good job of really melding the characters in this movie. They didn't just fit the characters to the nostalgic characters. So you couldn't just say, well, okay, so this person is that person, you know, as far as personality traits, they just, when you thought like, oh, okay, so he's this guy or he's the Miyagi or whatever, then things would blur and things would change and dynamics would change. And you go, oh, wait, Oh, okay. Now, now it's a whole different dynamic, and and a lot of the the way they wrote the characters, I thought was really smart. Um, some of it is very much you know prototypical story writing, but I thought a lot of it was really smart in how they did that. Um, I was really, really pleasantly surprised by not not how much I like Johnny, but how much I enjoyed William Zabka acting. I am hoping yeah. that this is a a launching pad to a rejuvenated acting career. You know, he's been out there in things, but for the most part, you have to look for a William Zabka film. And he does a lot of behind the camera stuff and, you know, a lot by choice. But I think that this kind of showed that he has a lot of personality that maybe he wasn't allowed to use in his youth. You know, he got typecast as that 1980s bully. And I think that I, I, I was really pleasantly surprised by the range that he was able to bring to this and and without being able to to tackle that range of emotion and with that character it would it would have i mean it was all on his shoulders you know the entire weight of of the narrative of this of this show was all on his shoulders and i was so happy uh as i'm watching it like yeah i love it i want people to love william zapka again you know we're big fans of him and uh, I was, I, I really dug that. Um, I loved things like, you know, there was, there was obviously this is going to be, you know, leaning into the nostalgia of the originals, but they didn't just completely rely on that, which I liked. I loved little things like the Miyagi's theme playing, just that, the, 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 the uh, fife, you know, the, the, that music mm. playing. Anytime yep. we see anything that revolved around Miyagi from the original, it just, it stirs my heart every time I hear that, Yep, you know, it just, I, I really loved all that. One of the things that kind of on second watching though, that kind of was weird to me was, and I don't know if I should do this now or in the spoilers, but it's not really spoilers is it feels like this. I'm just going to keep calling it a movie. Cause I can't not, uh, this movie yeah, I agree. It, it's a it's a movie to me. It is, right? It feels like it takes place in a universe where everyone has seen the Karate Kid movie. Because it's weird to me that people come up to Daniel and ask him about Allie and like, oh, you guys were so great together. <laughs> it's weird to me that someone would come up to somebody and be like, oh man, remember that girlfriend when you were in high school 30 years ago? Oh man, you guys were great together. <laughs> 
No one cares who anyone's girlfriend was in high school. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, I thought that was weird. Were weird. And like how Daniel like can't walk down the street of his town because he won a couple karate tournaments when he was 16 years old and just making him like a massive celebrity. Still. <laughs> like that part of it, you know, everyone knows who he is. And I'm like, I, you know what? I live in a, fairly small town. I couldn't tell you who our great karate champion in my town is, you know? And so part of that was like, it feels like we're in a universe where everyone saw that movie and knows the events of that, that tournament, like the back of their hand <laughs> can tell you about things that happened in that tournament, not characters that you even know, just people that show up at the car lot. You're like, Oh man, is that the guy? You know, that was kind of funny to me when I'm rewatching because I'm watching it the second time through that lens. Like, it really feels that way. Like, everyone's seen the original movie. Or <laughs> Daniel mailed it out to everyone. Like, hey, watch this. Yeah. I mean, I can see where you're coming from with that. But keep in mind, it's because of how successful his car dealership is and all of these com- – I mean, think about it. Right, Dude's right. watching no, but, but, Iron Eagle and there's there's Daniel on the freaking TV. Make it, that's you know, great. He's a used car salesman. I got a used car salesman in my town that played professional football. I don't know who his high school girlfriend was, though. That's true. <laughs> you know, I don't know all the events of every high school football game that he played in. But everyone <laughs> in this town knows every event about this tournament that he was in 30 years ago. It just cracks me up in that way. Yeah, it, it, I get it. We're you know we're we're celebrating that universe, but it just it it kind of made me chuckle a couple of times when when that kind of popped up. Yeah, um, the the prom scene uh, with the teacher asking about Allie, I was like, where is this coming from? Right, I, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, wait, what? That's really weird. Like, if I was just out somewhere and someone's like, oh man, remember that girl you dated thirty years ago and it <laughs> didn't work out? You guys dated for because really in real time. How long did he and Allie date? Three, it wasn't really long. Three months. Exactly. It's not like they ever had a great love for you. Like, oh, man, I went to high school with you guys. And you guys dated all through high school and went off to college. And then what happened? No, it was a summer, basically. You know, it was a semester that they dated. <laughs> yeah. It's it, so it memorable. Was, it, it was It was senior, senior year. Yeah. So yeah. you have. And it started in September and it went a few months. Yeah. And then she just up and left. Yeah, it has to be all of senior year because six months after the tournament is when she dumped Daniel. So right. yeah. Yeah. So that, that's just that just made me laugh. Yeah, I I get it. It just kind of made me laugh that like, yeah, that's that's weird. I, I'm I'd glad- be uncomfortable if somebody had something to say like that about me. I hear you. I'm glad you call it a movie because I don't think of this as a TV show. I think of it as a as a five hour movie, and that's how I yeah. that's how I think it was shot, and it was yeah. simply edited to be a half hour, ten episode show. I truly because the intention was to make a movie. They even said that in the interview I watched that was like twenty minutes long. They wanted to make a movie, and then they were like, "Huh? Well, with Fuller because they saw the Fuller House, Kimmy Gibbler. Right. They're like, if Kimmy Gibbler can do it, we can do it." And let's take our original proposal movie, make it longer. And it's funny with the writers here. I mean, I like Hot Tub Time Machine, but it didn't change the world. Right. But right. I, I mean, Zapka, I t- you're right. I mean, Zapka was so funny. And even when he's rude, he's yeah. so good. And the things that I enjoyed the most were his little looks where he doesn't mm-hmm. say anything like, you know, like stuff about Miguel's father. And he'll just look down and you could just see the pain in his face. And then he'll make a smart comment about go clean the toilets 
or whatever. That's the things that all those little things or his excitement level when he's going to present to the board and, and he, and he wins and he actually gives a hug and you could see the struggle pre previous to that of don't touch me. And then the fact that he gave a hug was like, wow, Johnny's come a long way. And yeah, I, William Zavka, he, he murdered the show. I well, mean, and not only that, but he, you know, he had a, a lot of moments where he had to kind of play clueless, where he's still kind of the guy who's trapped back in high school, peaked in high school. You know, he's clueless about the Internet and a lot of things that are happening, you know, <laughs> www period <laughs> period period period. Yeah, that was right. fantastic. So he has to play kind of like, you know, dumb jock, kind of clueless, kind of caveman like in moments. But he doesn't. That's not the role. That's not the character. There's just that's there's a nuance of his character that comes out sometimes like, oh, yeah, he just completely missed this because he thought, you know, he's one of those guys that still thinks the Internet is a fad, you know, and he still (laughs) listened to his REO Speedwagon tape, you know, in the tape deck. And so, yeah, there's he's he's very happy. He's you know, everything was the best in 1984 to this guy. So there's things that he just willingly just said, I'm not going to learn about that. But it wasn't like he was just a dumb dumb. You exactly. Know, he just he was just he he had nuance to him. I like that. I thought uh, I really appreciated that. Yeah, and uh, you know it's not a secret. Episode one is free for everybody to see, and I like the fact that the first kick he does in the show, he's in pain. He hasn't been right. doing karate for a little <laughs> yeah. while. He's like, holy crap, it's been a while. <laughs> and uh, and Zapka, I mean, it's never been. Uh, I mean, Ralph Macho has never made it a secret that that William Zapka is in way better shape than he is, and he's way right. more athletic than he ever was. And uh, I mean, it's true the moves he did are all legit moves, but he didn't go on to to do this after the Karate Kid movies. Zapka did. I mean, Shoot Fighter. I mean, that was a pretty awesome blood sport ripoff. But you <laughs> that, know, yeah. Zapka still went ahead and did martial arts and he's I mean dude these guys they look fantastic for being in their late 50s it's insane to me yep uh so you know let's get into spoilers man let's get into spoilers man uh for non-spoiler people go watch the show uh it's a five hour long movie and it will go by super fast watch it yeah, get your free trial, watch it. I'm keeping it because I want to watch this just again and again. So much fun. Uh, it's it's good time. So, all right, sir, let's get into spoilers. So our first episode's called Ace Degenerate, which is funny because for the longest time, I always thought they said 80s, 80s Degenerate. So the fact they say Ace Degenerate makes a little bit more sense now that mm-hmm. I actually saw that spelled out. I'm like, huh, first Degenerate. Okay, cool. So let's talk about the unused footage. Pretty mm-hmm. sweet, man. Um, you know, it's these guys. I mean, as they said, it Karate Kid is Star Wars to them, and the fact that they were able to get Sony to go and find this crazy lost footage is is amazing to me. Right. And I really enjoyed it. And the thing William Zapka loved the most is his real life parents are actually in these shots now. They were never in that were that didn't make the final film, so he's really proud of that. But it was pretty cool seeing the bloody nose. I had never seen him having blood coming down his his nose like that. I only saw the marking from when Crease wiped it away. So I, that was right off the bat. I'm like, that's sweet. I actually get to see blood coming out of his nose. That well, was and that, you know. that slow mo kick to the face, that up close kick to the face from the crane kick. Yeah, that shot. I can't believe that shot was 
shot back in the day and never used because it's a great shot of his head snapping back. Yeah. You know, it's a great shot that I'm shocked that that was never used. And then it and then it melds right into, uh, you know, the modern shot, like the overhead view of him laying on the on the canvas. Um, I love that. I was like, man, I can't believe that was footage that was dug up because that is really cool. Well, you know, kind of jumping a little bit ahead uh, when he does the montage of driving in his car and he yeah. and he touches his head with the kick and they show the kick five times. Me and Tabby, yeah, yeah. Were, we rewind that scene so many times because it was so funny. Just crane kick after crane kick after crane kick. But the different angles yep. were so awesome to see. And yeah, dude, I'm that minute and 36 seconds I've watched countless times now <laughs> because it's so cool to see those different angles and shots and stuff. And uh, whew, the fact that Johnny drives Kit, I was like, okay, Johnny, you're really trying to get on, on my good side and it's working because <laughs> you got some class, my friend, uh, having Kit in your show. Uh, love, I love that car, man. Even though it's, <laughs> rough, it's rough looking. It was pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. And at first, I thought he lived in the old Daniel building because it looks very similar. That's what my which... wife asked me, too. And I was like, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's it's close, but that's not it. All right. Let's talk about Miguel. So he's our he's our introduction right off the bat. Johnny's throwing out garbage. Johnny starts talking. Oh, great. Another, uh, another immigrant. And uh, Miguel, I definitely feel he is half Daniel, half Johnny. Right. Yeah. Be- be- because of the fact of his innocence, but then how he he becomes really tough, especially by the end of the show with his, you know, his his arrogance he gets later. But I really dig this guy who plays Miguel. I mean, he's obviously the star kid of the show. And right off the bat, I, when I was watching the interview, they said we made him do the first scene and the last scene. And he was flawless. We knew this was the guy. I really enjoy Miguel. I mean, the show really resides on Johnny and Miguel, and I love their chemistry together. And the thing I really love the most throughout this show is how he helps make Johnny a better person. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, the the introduction. I mean, really, the the there's you know the moment him throwing out trash, but when when Johnny ultimately saves Miguel, and and, and the thing I love is there's so many moments in this that are echoes of huge moments from the original film, but they change them just enough. Yep. So you exactly. have Miguel getting jumped by the, the bullies, what the, what would have been the Cobra Kai back in the day. And then Johnny comes in a la Miyagi in the fog, you know, <laughs> and, and saves him and, and kicks butt. And you're like, Oh, okay. So this is uh, the Miyagi Daniel, you know, this is the dynamic we're setting up immediately. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It just, it keeps kind of shifting and changing and he's the nerd who, you know, and, and, but, but Johnny doesn't care about him, even when he saves him. I love it. It's like he saves him more or less because somebody messed up his his car. So exactly, (laughs) you know, it's, it's not because, oh, I should save this kid. It's like, Hey, get off my car. (laughs) And so, you, you know, you think like, oh, he's, he's a protagonist, but then you're like, man, his motivations are not quite the greatest. He's just doing it out of self-service. <laughs> it's true. Now, as much as I love the first movie uh, with all my heart, I will admit that the fighting is dated. And mm-hmm. one thing that this show has immediately, 
the fight with Johnny fighting those kids yeah. murders all the all the fight scenes from the yeah. original movie. Literally, there was only one scene where uh, where Zapka uh, knees someone and he missed. That was the only bad choreography I saw throughout the whole show. Was that one scene, which is unfortunate because it's in the first episode, and the first episode's mm-hmm. free for the whole entire world to watch. And it's too bad that the one mistake is in that episode. But the fighting in this show is so fantastic. I mean, it's complete karate, but they were just like, you know what? The remake of the Karate Kid with Jaden, with with Jaden or whatever his name is. Yep, Jaden. Yeah, really had some. That was one thing I could praise the movie is how good the fighting was. This show was like, you know what? The stuff you saw in that movie, let's make it better. I really enjoyed the fighting in this show. It was so so good. Speaking of that film, I thought it was really wild that they had to go and they had to get clearance from Will Smith to make this. Because is that he why he's a? Per- he owns the rights to the Karate Kid, That's so they had wild. to clear with him in order to make this happen. Are you serious? Absolutely. He bought the he bought the rights to it when he made the Karate Kid movie, so he he held the rights. That's why he has executive producer credits. He owns he and the estate of the original writer own the rights to this movie. So of the That's franchise, why. so yeah, they had to go and clear it with Will Smith. That's why, because I was wondering why Will Smith was on the credits. It, I was yep. like, huh. That makes sense. Wow. I had no idea Smith. I mean, I I knew he wanted to make a movie for his kid, but I didn't know he went out of his way to buy the rights. Well, that that way he could cast his kid. If he didn't buy the rights, then then they could cast whoever they wanted in the role. But since he owned the rights to it, he could cast the movie how he wanted to, basically. Well, thank you, Deadshot, for allowing this to be made. So, <laughs> Right, exactly. Oh, I would have been pissed if I heard this was going to happen and Will Smith held it up. No, no, no. My son's got to be in it or it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get any cameos or nothing. Yeah, you know, it's actually, you're actually right. I mean, yeah. the fact that Ralph, on one of the interviews I just watched, where he's like, oh, there was a remake? What was it? You know, like he was kind of ripping on it. I'm like, really? If that's the case, I'm surprised he's able to get away with his comments that he makes about the remake. But, yeah. you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I, I love the fact we got Iron Eagle up in this movie. Sure. So cool because, you know, Tabby just watched that a few months ago and she's, she you know, she's in love with it now. Uh, she'll never watch another plane movie, but she digs Iron Eagle. Like I said, I'm like, you want to watch a movie where there's you have no idea, you don't like the subject matter, but you like the actor? She's like, yeah. I'm like, let's watch some Iron Eagle. And then she's like, yeah, this movie is awesome. But I really dig the whole, you know, he he gets real he gets real excited, and they do those flashbacks. And that's the the driving force of this movie is perfect timing for flashbacks because as the writer said restraint was always the word that was used for every episode is if it if it serves the story put it in but don't throw it in just to throw it in for nostalgia's sake or to wink at the audience but whenever they do a flashback it's always fantastic uh you know now they did throw things in just to wink at the audience though i mean it, it the first thing you see pretty much from daniel is hey you want banana rama pancakes I mean, that's a huge wink to the movies because, you know, well, Banana yeah. Rama did Cruel Summer. It's true. 
<laughs> that was the first thing when that happened. My wife's like, oh, Bananarama, Cruel Summer. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, now, the only flashback that I, I thought was stupid is when Johnny's in his car. He's drinking, thinking about the fight. And his mm-hmm. first his first image of Allie is Daniels from yeah. the golf and stuff. Exactly. That, that was stupid. That was, I was yeah. I was like, really? I mean, come on, our, us hardcore fans are going to know that it's Daniel's memory, not yours. All yep. the other ones were okay, but why would you have Daniel's memory in there? That now, he did no say sense. that their first date was also there. Golf and stuff. I know. Yeah. But, but like you and I were just talking about reused footage from mm-hmm. uh, Roadhouse, how it pisses us off. And mm-hmm. literally, there's a reused footage scene in this show. I mean, it's be- when when Crease later on, mm-hmm. uh, he has the exact same words that he's talking from the exact same scene where Daniel walks in the dojo and says, "Fear right. does not exist in his dojo, does it?" No, Sensei. It's the exact same uh, audio from the film, and they they make it look like it's new, but it clearly isn't. But it's right. the only time they do reuse footage, so it's forgivable. I gave it that. I was like, whatever, it's cool. But I'm like, oh, just. But at the same time. It's not like these guys had a billion dollars that they could, you know, I, I mean, I don't even know how the hell they paid people. I mean, this show's technically free. How the hell did they pay anybody to do this show? Where'd they get the money from? That's all questions I I don't know if I want the answer to. It, <laughs> it, it's pretty awesome. Sure. Welcome to the world of, uh, of streaming service. I mean, Netflix yeah. makes sense because you have, you know, you, you. I mean, that's. I guess we should talk about that. What makes it so great that it's on YouTube Red? Well, maybe because this will be the number one show on YouTube Red. And what better way to get people... I don't know. Maybe YouTube Red decided, you know what? This is a way that we're going to blow up is by having this show. So we're going to give you all the money you need. I don't know. Maybe I that's, think that's why... I is, is they're hoping to use this as a flagship to get people to know what YouTube Red is. Because still, there's a ton of people that don't know what YouTube Red is. Um, and so they were hoping that this would be a flagship and to get people to find other content on there. Or sign up for their trial and then just forget to cancel. And, uh, and then they get their money from you that way. you know. And so I, I think it was... A calculated gamble that this yeah. would be successful and would help draw eyes to this new venture that YouTube is trying out. Well, I'm definitely going to give them at least the first month ten bucks because it was well worth it. Um, you know, I may cancel it later, but I definitely want to revisit this show a couple times within the month or next month or whatever, mm-hmm. even if it's maybe an episode here or there. But you know what? I consider it a movie, so I really want to watch it from beginning to end. Um, I don't want to treat it like a TV show because to me this isn't a TV show. It's just one long ass movie, and I love it. So, yep. uh, um, so I do like when Johnny's watching the commercial and he's beating up the remote. I mean, I was like, man, this guy is really funny, really good. I mean, just the way he's beating it up, and then you know the the confrontation because the first scene that uh, Zapka and, and Macho filmed was the dojo scene where he comes in and confronts him, but in the story. The first confrontation is in his auto uh, auto dealership because guess what? Sam, uh, Daniel LaRusso's daughter, got into an accident and smashed Kit. And uh, yeah, that that was rough watching that. But I loved it though because he gets so pissed off. He looks, you know, he looks like a crazy man. And then he hits the steering wheel and the airbag comes out. I mean, yeah. I was laughing so much, dude. I I don't know about you because you saw this in the theater. 
But it it was weird that they played this first instead of after the movie. But how was the theater experience of these first two episodes with the first time seeing it ever? How did that go? What was it like? I I loved it. I was disappointed that there was only a handful of us in there. Um, But uh, I was just kind of transfixed by it because I went in. You know, just very open-minded. I hadn't seen anything about it, but I knew, obviously, you know, I'm going to see it, definitely. Also, I was on some pretty heavy (laughs) painkillers. You knew I was in some serious pain that day. Yeah, I did. Uh, To the point where I wasn't even sure if I was going to go. We were talking beforehand. I had to convince you to go, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't going to... I originally thought that it was only playing across town. I'm like, I don't think I can go across town tonight. And I found out, oh, it's just playing down the street for me? Okay, I can do this. Um, And so I was kind of just chilling watching it and I was just kind of transfixed by it all because it was so great. And, and because it was cool that um, the way they did it in the theater was there was no trailers. There was no, no nothing. We're sitting there, lights go down, boom, Cobra Kai pops up. Here we are immediately. Like there's nothing else. And, you know, and I was fully expecting the, the film to start first, the karate kid. Yeah. And so I'm like, wait, uh, Oh, they must just be showing like, I assume they were showing a trailer to get you to stick around, you know, after the movie to watch Cobra Kai. And it took me like maybe two minutes into it. Be like, Oh no, this is the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap. This isn't the trailer. This is it. You know? Um, and so I, yeah, I just was, I sat there just fairly transfixed for 54 minutes watching the first two episodes and just wanted more immediately. That was the only complaint I heard out of the whole experience is why show the, sh- why show this first? But they, you know, that out of all everything I read about how the theory experience was, how it was fantastic, but why the hell was it shown in the beginning made no sense. It was stupid. It was weird because half, I mean, there was, I don't know how many of us were in there, 14 of us maybe in the theater for this because it wasn't advertised well, you know. Um, And then there was probably six people, I think, got up and left after this. Like, yeah, I've seen the movie a thousand times. I just came to see this. And so by the time the Karate Kid started, there was just a, I mean, there was maybe eight of us in there and I didn't even make it all the way through the Karate Kid because I was just, I was, I was struggling that night. Um, but yeah, it was weird to me that you would do it that way, but you know, whatever it worked for me. I got my YouTube red, so it worked. What was it? Uh, what was it like seeing Karate Kid on the big screen? I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I saw it on the big screen probably three, four years ago. They they showed it for uh, the anniversary, so it was 2014, I believe. They showed it on the big screen, um, and I loved it. I took my oldest son to it then, and we just absolutely loved it. It was great. See- it's always great seeing those movies you love on the big screen, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, and it just reminded jobs. me because, I mean, I remember I sat in the theater in 1984 and watched this movie. I snuck in with my cousin um, to watch it twice. We just kind of hung around. And, uh, you know, did the old go to the bathroom, hang out, and then go back into the theater to see it again. I mean, one of those deals. Uh, So it just brought back a lot of nostalgic memories, too. I wish I had even known about this movie to go see it in the theater back in the day. Uh, But, you know, I caught it on VHS first time I ever saw it. And I've never seen it on big screen. I would love to because seeing Jaws was so transformable. It was fantastic. I can only imagine this, but I wasn't going to go to Death Valley to watch this, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Exactly. God, so bad. Um, so the uh, really the this particular, you know, break, if you will, ends with uh, I did like this, that 
they reminisce, if you will, and he's just busting his chops, Daniel is, and they talk about the crane kick, and then he's like, well, what about the illegal, you know, elbow to my knee? He's like, well, I got a warning, you got the win, and, you know, I definitely like how Daniel changed his tone around. He's like, I just want to help you, man, you know, it's free in the house, you know, because it's it's worth your car's not even worth it to get fixed, you know? And I, I like that. Right off the bat, Daniel gives Johnny the benefit of the doubt. There's no animosity there. It's very cool. I, I thought that was pretty awesome. And then, of course, mm-hmm. when Johnny finds out that it was his daughter that did it and he drops the bonsai tree, um, you know, right off the bat, I was like, with the gimmick of bonsai trees, I'm like, really, Daniel? You're going to do mm-hmm. that? And I was like, well, I guess it's just going to be part of his story arc because I knew this show was going to have, I knew by the end of the show, you were going to appreciate and, and understand Johnny, maybe even like him, and that Daniel was going to be an ass and that he was going to be out of balance. And I was hoping by the end that he would have his balance. And I was wondering how it was going to end in regards to or were they going to be friends? Were they going to have a bigger, like, you know, him and Johnny take on Mike Barnes or something like that? You right. know, that's the journey I had an idea of. But where it took me sometimes, I enjoyed every second. But it was rough, really rough, because by episode two, uh, which, you know, episode two is called Strike First. It's kind of Daniel's story. You know, the first episode is really Johnny. The second one's uh, is Daniel. It's rough, man, uh, because he's he's just a gimmick of, a, of his of his older self. Right. And, and uh, it's it weird was, because it, it what, what was weird to me is that Johnny obviously is living in the past, right? He still is kind of, he hasn't recovered from what happened to him in high school. But Daniel is living in the past too. Daniel is still, like, his greatest moment was when he was a teenager. And everything that you know and that the world knows about Daniel LaRusso has to do with the events that happened to him 30 years ago. Oh, the karate guy has the bonsai trees, all that. And, and, you see that you know he's got a great family well mostly a great family yeah yeah mostly right exactly <laughs> um he's got a wonderful wife and a daughter and then some kid for some other kid for some reason um <laughs> but he still he still stews over the cobra kai despite the fact that he won and in all that and you know the first movie ended with them shaking hands and you you know and like why is he so mad at the Cobra Kai still? Why is he still stewing over these things? Like th- these things went through my head while I'm watching it. it strange to me. Well, to be fair, um, this isn't one of those things that rewrites history. Doesn't think that, you know, such and such doesn't exist anymore. So part two and part three are part of the history of this. Yeah. And in yeah. part three, as we know, Cobra Kai came back and was even better than ever, even with Mike Barnes. So okay. he has a lot of deep scars because it's true. Him and Johnny did make up at the end, you know, of like yeah. great, great, great. I mean, even Zapka said that was his shiny moment of why he wanted to do it. It's like, at least I had some redeemable quality because I sure didn't have any redeemable quality and just one of the guys. That's why I like Johnny <laughs> so much, you know, right. and, and because I got to give him the trophy and I got yep. to realize that my sensei was really the devil, you know, and, yep. and, and, and seeing in the parking lot of Crease almost killing him. And I, and I really enjoyed that of the, of, of seeing, this is what I love is the struggle of Johnny 
not wanting to be like Kreese, but he only knows a certain way to teach. Right. But he's he's a lovable jerk off. That's what I really dig about Johnny in this. And Zabka, man, this dude needs to do way more comedies going forward because I could watch him all day with just like, man, even his just straight talk. Yeah. Not even, it's just so good, man. It's like, I don't know what that is, but quit. You know, like, ugh, I don't know. Do you know, do you think, because you did mention, you know, that this this is in the universe where the films, and we do get mentions of, um, you know, especially part three, we get a couple of brief mentions about the events of Credit Kid 3. Do you think that they ever reached out to Hillary Swank? Because there's got to be, in this universe, she exists from the next Karate Kid. I mean, yep. you, you have to think that Daniel, like, ran into her at Mr. Miyagi's funeral, at the very least, and would know, like, who his newest protege was after he left. They ever reached out to Hilary Swank and be like, "Hey, would you want to just do a something, just a moment, or or maybe next season we we yeah, might you know what? I I believe it because from what I have understood, they mapped out three seasons of this show. I love it, and they presented that to Ralph and and Zabka all three seasons, and the first season is specifically setting up season two. I think they're going to go balls to the walls in season two. So I honestly think they did because if they already have three full seasons planned out mm-hmm. and these guys have proven, I mean, I, I can't believe this show has a hundred percent Rotten Tomato score. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the audience, it makes sense that it's 96. I mean, which is fantastic, but I'm sure there's a few folks out there that didn't appreciate Daniel's son, you know, like you and I mm-hmm. and held it against the show versus me where I can just let it go right. because he's not in it enough to ruin anything for me. But for some other people that might piss them off enough to be like, well, this kid really ruins it for me. So instead of five stars, I'm going to give it four stars or three and a half or whatever. But see, one of the things that I really appreciate about this and and it's really hard to pull off. And a lot of a lot of films that are either remakes or whatever, like this, um, you know, you want to take nods towards the original and you want to recognize things from original things. And a lot of times it's films fail, like uh Independence Day sequel failed at like making references to the original and just was heavy-handed and hokey. This one, what I loved was there were moments where you thought you knew where they were going with a a a wink and a nod to the original and then they didn't. And so right. like there's, there's a moment, you know, when, when, when Johnny is training Miguel and he's like, you know, you see Miguel like cleaning the windows and you like Miguel, you know, wa- scrub the toilet on your knees and all these things. You're like, Oh, this is going to turn into a Miyagi moment. Right. And it's like, Nope, Nope. You don't get that one. You know, there's just little things throughout here that you, you, you can see like, Oh, they're going down this path towards the nostalgic. And then they just kind of veer off. But then there's other moments where they completely go for it. And there's moments like where they just kind of recreate the beach scene and they recreate like key moments. I'm like, man, these guys, it's, it's just so, I think to your point of why people love this is because it's obvious that the people that wrote it love the karate kid. Yeah. It's obvious. It's not written by somebody who just saw the movie or wanted to make a quick buck, but it's somebody who loves it. And it's so obvious that how they wrote the characters and were careful with the content to not burn the original or to not rely so heavily on it that it just feels hokey. 
And it never once felt hokey to me, which is awesome. Yeah, and the, the, the biggest thing is that Zapka and Machio are very, very protective of this movie. And they've been pitched hundreds of times and always said no, 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 no. And you knew that that meeting, you know, well, I've heard about the meeting, but I mean, Zapka didn't even get a chance to eat. And he was like, sign me up. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty because honestly, hearing who the writers were, I was a little worried because I'm like, yeah, those are OK movies. But I mean, this is going to be a comedy. That's kind of what threw me off. I'm like, the Karate Kid's not a joke. I mean, yeah, there's funny moments, but it's not a joke. And this show was really funny in regards of just the stuff Johnny would say, but it wasn't trying to be like dumb and dumber. It had right. all the the heart of the yep. Karate Kid. Now, again, some of the teenage stuff was a little rough in regards yep. to sure. the sex stuff. But then I'm like, you know what? All, all this stuff is going on today. I mean, in the lunchroom, that's what they're talking about. So mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to, be real because that's what this show is trying to do is be real as much as it can be you gotta kind of go there without crossing the line i mean each episode's tv 14 but i mean mm-hmm. there's a lot of pussy and a lot of ball you know there's a whole lot of that stuff going talked about in the show in the show that you never heard in the original movie but that really i'd say for three episodes was kind of like how do I feel? Because I really didn't know how I felt about it. Because, I mean, I'm not a prude. I mean, I, I love swearing in movies. And, I mean, Arnold is the king of it. You know, I, I mean, you know me. I love that stuff. I hate edited for TV. But there's something precious about The Karate Kid for me. It's, like, sacred. I'm like, how do I feel about this? But then I'm like, they're trying to do something new and fresh. And the way they're doing it is not grossed out humor. And they're being respectful. And it's being real. Cyberbullying is real. The stuff Johnny says about what a bunch of pussies, you know, the, in my day we had respect. We do it to your face. I started liking that. I started appreciating that. And then I let it go because if you don't let it go, you can't enjoy the show nearly as much. Well, and, and you have to have that, I think, because if you sanitize it too much, it will come off as corny. You know, if you make the high school all sanitized like that young people who are watching it you know i mean like well, that's this just corny yeah nobody acts like that nobody talks like that that's just an old guy's perspective of what kids are like and and the other thing is is i mean i think that the main message of this movie one of the big main points of this movie is why a bully is a bully i mean i feel like a, a huge part of this movie is just a study of why a bully acts like a bully. Yeah. Not just Johnny finding out why Johnny acted the way he did back then, right? That's a huge, obviously, that's like a story, the a, the a story for this. But the the high school kids, everyone, why does a bully act like a bully? What drives them to that? How, can you create a bully? Yeah, you can kind of create a bully. Is a bully just natural born? And I think that's a huge thing. And so if you don't have that realness of the high school experience unfortunately as you know as rough as it is you don't really get to see that well-rounded view of what bullying really is and how people get to that point even if they don't mean to on how it affects people i mean we see really vividly how bullying affects people in this film and i i think that's a great kind of thing to come away with from watching this you know yeah 
that was one of the things that drew them to the show. I mean, let's talk about one of my favorite characters, uh, the the girl. Um, is Sam. Uh, not Sam's, uh, Daniel's daughter, but uh, oh, her oh, best friend. Her friend, yeah. Yeah, the one that is always called a pig. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, the thing I, even though it was predictable that Sam is a good girl, she's trying to hang out with the cool girls, mm-hmm. but she still has the heart to know that, you know, that nerd over there is, is my friend and what they're doing to her is wrong. But I don't have the confidence to then stand up to them at this point in time. Um, She was, she's one of my favorite, she's my second favorite Cobra Kai because like that party scene, I know this is later on, but she could have easily just whooped that girl's ass and all she did was just give her a vagina wedgie. I mean, (laughs) Tabby was just talking about that just for hours about how original that was because I'm thinking, okay, she just, you know, punched a whole bunch of dudes in the face a couple episodes ago because Johnny said, all you nerds are going to get punched in the face because you're flinchers. And I'm like, okay, she's going to break this girl's nose or something like that. But I'm like, this is the new Cobra Kai. They're using their brain. They're being creative. They don't have to beat you up to humiliate you to get back at you. And I thought it was a perfect way to get back at the bully without demeanorizing her, if that makes sense. You well, know, she like, kind of served as a big conscience of the show. Yeah. Like her character was kind of one of the few people who had the conscience to see what was going on because of what she'd gone through um, and, and, you know, to kind of humanize a lot of what was going on there. And, you know, she was sympathetic. I mean, it was heartbreaking to see some of the things that she had to go through. And you did cheer for her when she, you know, she finally started to, to get skills and put them to use. Like, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, and, and so, it, I, I yeah, I agree. I thought she was a really interesting character to you as you know and and i mean i don't know if you've ever seen the show freaks and geeks um a little bit a little bit so yeah i mean so that whole thing between sam and her really felt like i mean that was like one of the main stories in the entire run of freaks and geeks was linda cardellini trying to straddle that line of hanging out with her best friend who she grew up with but who isn't cool anymore and now she's all suddenly accepted by a cool crowd and i want to fit in with them and but the two don't really have anything in common how do i balance both and somebody's going to get burned one way or another and you know trying to be cool and still be true to yourself you know and that's i mean that's just you know people go through that all the time you know yeah. it, it's tough and yeah, that was that was good. And man, they did make like the only you say nobody's good, nobody's bad, but there was one bad person in this film. Uh, who's that? And that was the blonde chick. Oh who yeah, was Sam's yeah. friend. Who I mean, she was clear cut. There's no, there was nothing redeeming about her. She was just a terrible person. Yeah, Yasmin is her name. I, yeah. I, I was talking main characters because Yasmin. No, I know, is just, I know. Yeah, no, yeah. I I hear you. Um, I mean, our, our main characters, you know, especially Daniel and, and Johnny, because, you know, before this show, everybody kind of like Civil War, Team Cap, Team Iron Man, everybody had their Team LaRusso, Team Lawrence. And you know what? When you're watching this, you're just you you see the gray in this. It's like the way they fleshed out these two, because I was really I was really worried about how they were going to do it. And I'm like, OK, I, I can accept that Daniel's an ass. But how long are you going to make him that way? And I thought it was a perfect balance. Because, and the, th- the cool thing is, is even when he went back to 
starting to do karate and get that balance, especially when he goes to see Mr. Miyagi. Man, I was tearing up on that stuff. Yes. But then he goes and be he goes and does that to Johnny to not have Cobra Kai be part of he sabotages him to right. raise the rent. I'm like, what an ass. He he sabotages him several times by yeah. banning Cobra Kai from the tournament. You you see, like, man, he is holding a grudge. Like he is doing like the exact opposite of what Miyagi taught him. And part of me was like kind of sad because so, you know, I mean, I was I was LaRusso all the way growing up. You know, I dressed up as the karate kid for Halloween. I had the I had the poster of Ralph Macho on my door. And then, you know, as I got older, I liked the edgy bad guy and I love Johnny Lawrence and I just love Zabka. You know, and so part of me was like, yeah, kind of like, you know, I love the justice for Johnny stuff, you know. And so I embraced him as well. And but it was it was a little heartbreaking for me seeing Daniel be this petty. Yeah. For so long. It's like, dude, you are so far from what Mr. Miyagi taught you. You are just so petty and just holding these grudges and just being a terrible person, a really unlikable guy. And it kind of hurt my heart a little bit to root against him. Yeah, that you know, was I me, was, man. I was kind of actively rooting against him. Like, he needs his comeuppance because he's a dick. Yeah. And I hope Johnny, you know, I hope Johnny roundhouses him at some point. That's you know, why there's John- that moment, there's, there's that great moment at the end of episode two where, you know, Cobra Kai's open and Daniel comes walking in and is like, hey, this ain't going to happen. You got to shut this down. And Johnny's like, get your house in order, LaRusso. Yeah. Like, yeah, Johnny. <laughs> yes. Now, what I, I love, though, is the smirk. Like, Daniel's smirk to him and then Lawrence's smirk to him. And then nope. it just ends. And it was like, yeah. It's like, that was awesome. That that get your house in order, LaRusso yes. line. I mean, like they said, that was the first uh, shot. Uh, the first scene of them filming together they said it was so silent even like the catering people had to watch that scene because it was like just so much tension there and then of course when it's over everybody's just laughing and cheering and stuff but well, they I said mean, it, all, is, it all came back to them after that this is like two of fanboys favorite rivals I mean, for a generation, right? I mean, it's Johnny and Daniel. Like, this is... And what's great is, later this year, we're getting Rocky and Creed. You know what I mean? So it's like these these great rivals from this era are finally back together. It's something that you thought, well, I'll probably never see it. You know, it was so momentous during that No More Kings video that we got them both in the same shot for a minute. Yeah. It's like, there they are. They're, they're together. And to finally... And to get that moment where they're standing there and, you know, Johnny's like, I'm right here. Like, here we go. Let's throw down episode two. It's going to happen. You know, like, here we are. And it was, it was momentous. And it made it so, I, I thought that made some moments, that moment right there made other moments later on really great. Like there's the moment during the, the test drive where so much tension has built up because oh. now we're like, what, six episodes in at this point. So much tension has been built up between them. And there's so many little things going on and they go for this test drive and the, Ario Speedwagon is what suddenly bonds these two hated rivals, right? It's so episode it's like, nine. That's that's my is favorite. It nine? It's yeah, episode it's, nine. So, yeah. Suddenly it's like you like Speedwagon? Yeah, who doesn't? You're like, all right. <laughs> well, what man doesn't? <laughs> yeah. And suddenly, like, oh, wait, these guys can hang out. And you know, and now that also leads to one of the, the moments in the show that kind of bothers me is 
the amount of drinking and driving in this show kind yeah. of irritates me. Like that one, like they're just pounding back drinks and then like jump back in for a more test drive in this car. You know, and there's like, there's three moments in this movie where you ha- have drinking and driving going on. And that kind of, it kind of irks me just because I, you know, it is, there is an audience that's going to see this that I hope would get the opposite message. Yeah. I mean, uh, cause they were texting and driving, which is why the girls ran into Johnny's yep. car. And then obviously Johnny with takes his bottle out for a montage. Yeah. He, he did the Rocky four yep. uh, driving 100%. montage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And then, yeah, he gets drunk later on and he's, st- I'm like, you're right. There is a lot of drinking and driving. Yeah. Uh, I'm but, just I'm sensitive to that, you know, and so that yeah. just kind of irked me. But you know, that's a yeah. nitpick. It, yeah, you're right. It is a nitpick. Episode nine's my favorite because of the fact of this guy's such a dick. But he, it's like they all of a sudden, well, you like Ario Speedwagon? Yeah, who yeah. does it? And they start singing together, and I start jumping off my couch like, yeah. Fonda's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, you don't understand. Daniel yeah. and Johnny together. Get in, they're both just out. kind of bobbing it's their awesome. heads. It's awesome. <laughs> but the, the bar scene reminiscing over yeah. Allie and what's yeah. Facebook and like, you know, just talking about, oh, well, you need to be your friend. And then they look at the husband and they start yeah. talking about, yeah, we're better than that guy, whatever. <laughs> look at that I, doof. I, it was so good. And then the Rocky Three reference of let's do it once and for all. And Johnny's like, let's go for it. I mean, it was so awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, more on episode nine later, but uh, yeah, so good. So episode three. Now this one's called Esquilino, I believe. I I have no idea why it's probably because I don't know. I don't know why it's called that. Uh, But yeah, this is the one where uh, we've already had the health inspector, which I thought was hilarious. And we get the past due bills. So it's like, oh, man, now I got to start getting students. But uh, this is where uh, I I believe this is the episode. Yeah, the pool scene. This is awesome scene because Mm -hmm. I really enjoy this because it's he's a little bit of crease. But then he's like, oh, man, I really hope he can swim. And he's just sitting there rooting for him like, come on, man. Come on, you can do it. You can kick up. I really enjoyed the pool scene. I don't know why, because that's yeah. my fear. I don't know how to swim. So you throw <laughs> me in that pool, man. I don't know. But uh, the Cobra Kai never dies. It's like, I like how they change things. No mercy, strike first. When he's just like, strike first is like, you know, go for it first. Don't hesitate. Because before I was like, strike first. Okay, punch him in the face first. That's how I've always, you know, gone with the Cobra Kai. But the new teachings is like, it's kind of cool. You know, it's not Mr. Miyagi level, but it's not Sensei Crease level. I like the changes that were made to this because like they, the creator said, the reason why we call it Cobra Kai is you already have a badass logo. And who doesn't love a badass logo? You got, you know, everybody's established. Everybody knows who Cobra Kai is. But like before this show, I would never buy a Cobra Kai shirt. Like that when you got me that Karate Kid shirt, I was like, oh, thank uh-huh. God it's not a Cobra Kai shirt because I wouldn't have worn it. But now I would because I like the new Cobra Kai. It's like they're anti-heroes. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're not the 80 Cobra Kai who wanted to kill you, throw you off a cliff, you know, kill you. These guys are all about we're a bunch of nerds and jerks who are standing up against it. But we kind of we break the rules a lot at the same time. Sure. So there was a lot of. Like the Cobra Kai is very likable in this. I mean, it's supposed to. It's it's their show, but I didn't think I would like them 
that that was my trepidation going into this. I'm like, how am I going to like a bunch of guys I've hated for 34 years? And in five hours, this movie, that really changed my perspective. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know about you, but uh, how you feel on Cobra Kai now. But my feelings have changed. Well, they made him likable. And, they, you know, Miguel on his own is just a sympathetic character. You know, he's the kid who's been bullied. He represents so many people. And just the, the kid who's looking for something, you know, and you, you know, he doesn't have a father figure and, and he finds the closest thing he's had in a while in Johnny and he finds an identity and he finds some confidence and he finds, you know, just something. And not only that, but a way to fight back against the bullies because those guys are jerks. Yeah. Those guys are real jerks. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's it's and then him, you know, trying to recruit his fellow nerds and come on, guys, like we can we can band together. We can fight back like with this. I know a guy he'll teach us, he'll you know, and, and we don't have to get bullied all the time, which just made me even more mad when his one buddy, just the know it all nerd. Yeah. was constantly like, you know, just being a complete douche. I'm like, God, that guy needs one. He needs a punch right to the mouth. Like, don't you see? Like, it's just, you know, like it's it's instilling confidence in everyone around you. And I'm sorry you don't want to be like that. But, you know, like even your buddy, even your buddy Lip is turning into something else, you know? Oh, like, man. Hawk. Come on, man. Now, Hawk funny, was. That, I was going to say, Hawk, my, my kids both, like th- this guy, I guess, is big time stuff. Because as soon as he was on screen. Both of my boys are like, that's Kirby Buckets. Oh, man, he's awesome. Like, Yeah. Kirby Buckets. Like, he, oh, he's some YouTube sure. guy. Tabby was the same way. And now Hawk. Hawk is the only guy who turned into um, what's the blonde dude that really hated Bobby. Daniel. Uh, not Bobby because Bobby was always. No, what, was it Bobby? Um, the guy's like. Well, how's it going, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's his face? The you know, Chad McQueen. Um Bobby Dutch yeah. Tommy. Yeah, not Yo, Dutch. Bo- yeah. He Dutch. turned into Dutch in the tournament, which was kind of sad. I was but, like But he, I think that was smart though to have one of the people because it it showed just how different this Cobra Kai is from the other Cobra Kai. He became the old Cobra Kai. And it, it really, and then that, I mean, to get into it, the, you know, what happens in the end, but I mean, that showed Johnny really what he could become that he, if he wanted to, it, it's like Empire Strikes Back when Luke Skywalker's on Dagobah and he goes into the forest and then suddenly he faces Darth Vader and he cuts him, cuts his head off and realizes that his own face is in it. It's like, oh, it could be real easy for me to become the thing I hate. And yeah. that, and Hawk was really that mirror of like, Oh man, if I w- really wanted to, it wouldn't take anything for me to become Crease. Yeah, I've, I'm one step away. That that final episode, I I I know we're skipping ahead. Yeah. That's my the best acting Zapka did. Mm-hmm. It, he didn't even say anything. Everything Just standing was on in, the side. Everything in his eyes of like yeah. of like you the know realization. Yeah, of like you know we don't have to we. As much as we want to win this, we don't have to win dirty. Of the sweep, the legs scene is playing back in his head of yeah. like, I'm be I'm turning into what I was trying not to. Because in him, Crease is dead. I mean, he's like, yeah, Crease yeah. is dead, and it that may not be physical. That's more metaphorical 
uh, and you know, mentally he's dead because I, I will never turn him, into him. The ghost of him still haunts him. Yeah. And that, that ending of his, uh, him on the side and his face and seeing his son, which we haven't even talked about yet, but seeing yeah. his son get injured, I, you know, me and Fonda were just like, we were loving the, the tournament because I said, I looked at Tabby. I'm like, you know, I'm rooting for Cobra Kai to win, but I'm just like, Johnny's really, I think Johnny's going to put a stop to this after they see what's going on with the son. And then after Hawk just, you know, does that purposeful disqualification, I was, I really didn't know where Johnny was going to go from there. I thought maybe right. he was, you know, I just, Zapka just, he, he should have been the, not Ralph Macchio's number one. It should have been starring mm. William Zapka. And then yeah. Ralph Macho number two, because I mean, this is his show. He murdered it. And the acting chops on Zapka. I mean, I, I always thought he was talented, but he blew me away just yeah. in his facial performance, his eyes, just it's stuff at the dinner scene with Miguel. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, I don't know, man, I could go on and on about how fantastic Zapka was. I mean, he's, he's the reason why this thing has a hundred percent critical reviews. Well, let's get in. Let's get into his son since since you mentioned it. Yeah, Robbie. I, honestly, I had no idea. I had no idea about Robbie that it was a I, weird introduction to his character. Yeah, because like him just kind of running with this gang who's stealing electronics and selling them. It was a yeah. weird inter- introduction that was just kind of seemed very out of nowhere. Well. So, so like Miguel is like starts off as Daniel turns into Johnny and, and Robbie starts off as Johnny and turns into Daniel at the end. Cause I had no idea Daniel was going to train this guy because in the previews I saw somebody in a white gi and I'm like, who the hell is on Daniel's team? Cause I didn't, I thought Daniel had like a dojo and stuff, but I had no idea it was Robbie. And, and I told Tammy, I'm like, well, you know, that's the douchebag from Fuller House who tries to do the dance off in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's where I know him from. But performance wise, I really, you know, I really liked him. Uh, but you're right. It, it was weird. It's like, okay, so he hates his dad, but he's a criminal. And then I don't, I kind of feel that that part wasn't flushed out well. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. in season two, that goes more because those two guys that wants to rob stuff, they're kind of left out of the story. That's kind of yep. one of the loose ends of this show that didn't get wrapped up, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, it just felt that that part of him just kind of felt rushed. And I'm okay with that though. Like I'd rather get more of the of the Daniel Johnny dynamic than, you know, Robbie's deal with these guys. It just it was weird that you introduce him with such a kind of strong moment with these guys in the you know and then just kind of like they kind of come and go these two characters and there's a you know a big fight scene with them and then it's like okay bye bye yeah <laughs> like moving on you guys are gone now it was it was weird um but you know the the dynamic between he and you know he, obviously he's been estranged you know Johnny's divorced and and he hasn't seen his con. He, his son, he's been a deadbeat dad for a long time. Obviously, his son's kind of just become a real degenerate. And and there's a lot of but but the, the one thing I liked about that is that it really helped to feed into the guilt that Johnny has. You see, start to see the guilt that he he develops as it goes along. You know, it just you, you see how it kind of eats away at him, but he doesn't know how to fix. 25 years worth of screwing up or 20 years worth of screwing up. He doesn't know. He just doesn't have the, the skills 
yeah. to fix that. And you see that that frustrates him too. Like I'm, oh, I, I wish I have tons of regret and I just don't know how to fix it. And my ex-wife won't answer the phone. And I, you know, and I just, I, there's pieces of my life that I wish I could fix and I don't know how, and he's a huge part of it, the kid. And, you know, I, I, I the kid as an actor, I think he's, yeah, he, he's whatever. He's fine. Yeah. I think it could have been anybody that, you know, he, I don't think he was anything special. Um, I kind of really hate his haircut. Um, yeah, so do I. <laughs> like anytime uh, someone has to keep tucking their hair behind their ears, I'm like, nah, I don't like that. That annoys me. Like um, what annoyed me with him. Like I, I hear what you're saying with the acting, which during training and stuff I thought was cool. It was when he would like give that wink to Daniel where I was like, yes, <sighs> I ro- I would roll my eyes at that. Cause I thought it was really like hokey. You know, it just, it, I, th- I thought all the stuff between he and Sam was really corny. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know. He just, he was one of the weaker points for me. Like I, I, you know, I didn't hate him, but with all the stuff around him that I was really loving every time they gave it, they just kind of centered him in the scene without Daniel there. So like specifically moments where it was him and Sam. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's just, let's, let's get through this. Because but he's when, just not carrying it. Right. When he was with Daniel, though, it was salad, though. Really good. Right. That's what I'm saying. I just, I didn't, I didn't love it when, when he didn't have Daniel around. When it, the moments where they let him, you know, specifically with he and Sam or he and those other guys, you know, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I get it. I see where we're going, but let's just get there and move on and get back to the stuff that's, that's better quality. I know? I agree. I uh, how'd you like his fight with the two with his two rivals? Uh, you know the two criminals um, at the Larusso Auto Shop. I thought it was pretty good. Not yeah. too bad. Um, oh, okay. So here's. I don't know if this bothers me or not. So <laughs> I don't know if it's. <laughs> and I yeah I I need to talk to you about. I love this. it. Okay, let's do it. Be- because I lay really down on the couch. Let's talk this through. Yeah, let's talk this through because I don't know if it bothers me yet. Is okay. So, Mr. Miyagi, it was very, very, very. Sorry, I didn't mean to punch my mic. I'm getting too emotional here. He's getting amped up. Look out. Okay, so Mr. Miyagi was took forever to train Daniel, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, now Daniel was being an asshole, as we've established, and mm-hmm. his wife puts him in the place, and really, you know, Daniel cleans out the dojo. And he puts on the puts on the headband, the gi. We get the score. Everything's great. That's great. And he, and, and oh. he oops, I got chills, man. Yes. Chills. And and I understand he wants he wants to do karate again because it, it's bringing him balance, which is great because Daniel is turning around, which is awesome. That's what I wanted to see. And Sam has established that he trained with her, but you know mm-hmm. she's not doing it anymore. But it seems like. He trains Robbie really easily or quick. Like there was it feels no. Like it's purpo- about two weeks. Yeah, no, not that. But it was like there was no purpose to it. Like Daniel's getting his ass kicked hand day after day after day, and that's what yeah. Mr. Miyagi finally decides to do. But Robbie was like, "I'm just going to teach you karate." It was like there was no purpose there. Just like, well, you're doing yeah. a really good job. And I think it was more of Daniel just wanted to do karate with somebody. Yeah. It, like for perfect because example. His, I think Daniel's looking for a son because his son wants nothing to do with him because he's a jerk. Uh, both of them are. Uh, I think he's looking for that, that son to pass this on to Sam. 
is the girl. She filled that role for a while, but no longer wants to. And Anthony is just a complete douchewad and just wants to sit and play video games and look like an idiot. And so, you know, Daniel's like, I just, I want, I, I, I want somebody. And so, you know, Robbie comes in and it's like, great, great. Finally, anyone who will do this with me. I think that's, that's how I take it at least. Yeah. Like I didn't even, for example, that when the when that episode opens up and he's and he's doing all the things and they're playing the music from the beach scene, I'm yeah. just like, okay, so you know he's helping him do the job. I had no idea he was teaching him karate. That was out of oh. nowhere. I I don't know why I didn't catch on, but I was just like, it, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm tired of doing all your all your stupid Wait, chores. You didn't catch on like when he was showing him how to do the staple and how to mop the floor and how to wax on and wax off. It it took me it took me a little <laughs> bit cuz he literally on, said I, wax on and wax off. He <laughs> oh he did. <laughs> I don't yeah, know man. Don't. I I, I think the, I was. I mean, it was literally the fence scene where it's like, I'm all done painting the fence, both sides. Right. I'm all done waxing the cars, both lots. Yeah. Because immediately I, I finished that sentence because I said both sides and then he said both lots. So I, yeah. ca- I caught on there. But then I was like, <laughs> I love this part. And then he starts showing him. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I said, and I, I actually had to stop and watch that scene again because I enjoyed it so much. But yeah. right off the bat, I, I didn't know he was teaching him karate. Be- okay. I, I seriously didn't. I don't know why. I think I was just so much into watching it sure, that I wasn't sure. putting two and two together. Yep. But it was just like, it, I mean, I like how they changed it up where it wasn't the same old. And I think that's what it yeah, was. Yeah. I was expecting this, as you were talking about earlier, how you're expecting to go one way and they change it up. I'm expecting wax on, wax off, paint the fence. And I don't see that. I'm seeing all these different new things. And I thought, I think Daniel was just trying to help him do his job better because he's real excited about how good he's doing. I had, that's why I didn't know he was teaching him karate because of how of how different it was done, and it was so creative. Except mm-hmm. the staple part, I don't understand how that was karate. Know, right? but, but, no, but push the stapler this way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, outside of that, when the realization happens, not nearly as epic as it was in the original movie. Oh it, no! It, it I mean was, that's tough to top though. Yeah. I mean that is a epic moment in the original and just the way it's shot with the sun going down and just yeah. everything and the music swelling i mean god that it gives me chills just thinking about it i know right and so, so yeah good. you can't you can't catch that especially with this kid you know, <laughs> right especially just, you're not invested enough i mean that moment came an hour into the karate kid you know <laughs> you'd built so much up to it you know this moment came you know 14 minutes into meeting the kid Right, like you know, I mean, yeah, so, yeah. That they're just, they're just that. That was never gonna happen, but yeah, yeah. I, I I do like that. How it's you know not quite what you're expecting. Right. That that would be the perfect example of what of you were saying earlier. How you're yeah. expecting it to go one way or like for example the ending of like he puts his hands together and I'm like mm-hmm. oh no yeah, he's yep, gonna exactly. do it and yep. then he calls the medic. I'm like oh that's right because Daniel never knew how he fixed them, so that makes right. perfect sense. I I thought that was brilliant. So good. Absolutely. I was cheering. Yeah, I was cheering when that happened. But I I also love like the little comments that are made. Like this is a dojo, not a knitting class, and Mm -hmm. like stuff that Lawrence would say. That like if you're not paying attention, you would miss it. And I was like, I love how they were able to incorporate that again. So good. 
Okay, um, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you about because Miguel and Sam are dating. So we get a we get a Romeo and Juliet situation here, right? Right, right. Where she's like, I can't tell my dad about you because he hates your sensei and all this stuff. Well, we, we we're in love. So one of the things this is a complete nitpick, but it it cracked me up both times watching this is they go on their first date, right? Right. And they replicate the Allie and Daniel first date. Yeah. Right. I mean, almost shot for shot for a couple of moments there, it feels like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure you've gone to anything like this, uh, 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 an arcade or a, a fair, anywhere where you can win a prize, right? Gone somewhere with these tickets. So I love <laughs> when they're playing skee-ball and they get a bunch of tickets. That's great. A couple hundred tickets. They go up and he's like, oh, you can get five erasers or you can get three jawbreakers and she's like i want that big octopus that's hanging up there the guy's like you bet and the first thing i think of is nobody's getting that big ass stuffed octopus (laughs) that few tickets there's no way well (laughs) i thought enough of these things with my kids that i know nobody gets the big stuffed octopus i thought it was miguel turning in his tickets for her that's why that's how i took this well he did but still he ain't got that many tickets when he's looking down there like i can't we're getting stuff in the lo- in the little case down here. Anyways, that's I mean, a nitpick. Yeah, it's true. You need like at Chuck E. Cheese, you need like fifty thousand tickets to exactly. get like a you need someone to just give you a roll of tickets to get one of those big stuffed animals. Yeah, I mean, you literally need like every ticket in the machine to be able to pull off like one of those. It's insane. But uh, I, I no. liked their. I liked that. Another. I mean, just kind of echoing. I liked that dynamic. I liked the of. Because it did help to kind of blur the line of who's good and who's bad. Just when you think you know which way they're going with who's good and who's bad. And suddenly it's, you know, well, Daniel's daughter comes in and she's dating Johnny's student. And Johnny's kid comes in and he's Daniel's, you know. Yeah, I love that. When that went down, I was like, what a great twist for you to have Daniel train Johnny's kid and... Daniel's daughter to fall in love with the Cobra Kai. I was like, yep. this is this is fresh. This is exciting. You really don't know where it's going. Exactly. Uh, one uh, talking about nitpicks. Really, the only nitpick I have in regards to musical choice because I the score one hundred percent perfect in every moment that it was used. The original score, fantastic. But actual soundtrack songs from the Karate Kid. They use Young Hearts for the golf and stuff scene with those two. Yeah. I get Young Hearts and they're both young, but it would have been sweet if they would have used the, you know, Feel the Night from the original. But I don't know. Right. I I was kind of expecting that because the Young Hearts scene is kind of when Daniel and Allie start fighting in, in the movie. I was like, why would you guys pick this song? Because it's their first date. Are they going to fight it? I instantly thought they were going to fight at the end of the day because of that song choice. So it threw me off a little bit. And then You're the Best I would have liked somewhere. I mean, I don't know if it would have been too nostalgic, but really the that was really my only nitpick of the yeah. musical choice of not having You're the Best somewhere. Even if it was on the radio, like Daniel turns on the radio. Sure, and, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, something yeah. like... Like like in Halloween H two O, 
Mr. Sandman comes on when she turns on the radio. It was a good wink and nudge to the original. That would have been awesome because there was so much badass music in this movie. And the music would set up with the scene like, you know, nothing but a good time, all that stuff. Great musical choices. Whoever did the licensing for this deserves, you know, two, two thumbs up. But it was like it was a missed opportunity, I thought. Yeah, I agree. With, with no, you're the best, you know. And the Young Hearts was the only musical choice I thought was out of place because it just, yeah, you're pulling from the original soundtrack, but it's from a bad scene. So that that's my nitpick in regards to that. So, what is your? I mean, do you have like a favorite moment out uh, of this entire thing? Yet the bar scene is my okay. is my absolute favorite because. It's Johnny and Daniel together, which I've always wanted to see, but them drinking and talking about their dad. Like, really? I had no idea about your dad, you know, because the name of the episode is different, but same because I like the titles of this show. Most Mm -hmm. of the titles are actual quotes from the movie, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, never Cobra Kai never dies or stuff like that. But the different but same was awesome. I can't get that. That whole car scene, and, yeah. and the, that's why episode nine is my favorite. And then the, they had such a good time, they're going to do a Rocky Three fight. It was just, I love the bar scene because reminiscing about the girl, uh, but my second one would be Johnny's side of the story. That's Miguel. what I was about to say. Johnny explaining his side of the story was my favorite moment in be, this entire thing. Be, because instantly I thought, Fonda said out loud, she goes, this is the trolls on the internet that think Daniel's the bully. Because the way he explains it is like Daniel's such like, yeah. like, like, oh man, like he sounds, he makes it sound like it was such a sweet fight. You know, when he's yelling at Allie on the beach, yeah. I'm like, yeah, he was a dick right there. I don't know what he's talking about, but my favorite is like, oh yeah, I left him alone for, for months and it was like no, you but it kick, does. It, it, you had kicked his ass a couple weeks prior to the to right. that part, you know. But it's it like, does reinforce the fact that Daniel threw the first punch. Yeah, you know that, it does. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of been one of the things is like this new kid shows up and like, yeah, my girlfriend and I broke up, but everyone kind of assumed that we were going to get back together because we've been dating for a while and we were like the it couple at school and I'm going down and, you know, to try to talk to him. This new kid comes in and tells me to beat it and then throws a punch out of nowhere. And what am I supposed to do? I'm defending myself, (laughs) myself, you know, and I love it because he's so earnest about it. And it is, it is the justice for Johnny of like, this is look, this kid has always been a problem for me. Like, I don't know where he came from or why he walked into my life and started messing with, I had a good thing going and this guy just stepped in, you know, I hadn't seen him in a while. He starts, he's, he douses me with water, you know, it's, it, it, I, I love that moment because it is just him being like, truthfully, he's, you can tell he's earnestly like, I, I don't know what this guy, why he's had it in for me my entire life, but he ruined my life. He is the reason I am in this situation. I laughed my ass off watching this scene. I really did because it is true. In the beginning when he starts off with the story about him and Allie Mm -hmm. and how like, well, we had a fight. I thought it would blow over. And then I see her on the beach with this guy. I That's what I meant earlier in the review about how watching the movie now will be different for me. Sure. Yep. Because of particularly that scene of like, okay, so hearing Johnny's side of things, yeah, he stretched the truth, but some mm-hmm. of it, you're right, was like, I don't understand. 
and it was the way the performance was given yeah, was yeah. so was so heartbreaking that I was laughing my ass off, but at the same time, every friend that I've talked to, because a bunch of my friends on Facebook, they're all like, watch the Cobra Kai show if you're a fan of the Karate Kid. It's amazing. And everybody's favorite scene, they talk about this one. This is everybody's favorite scene. It's not just you. So I kind of had a feeling it would be, but the the way the story and that's this is the perfect example of the flashbacks of the way that yes. things are set up. They used it perfect. Is used one hundred percent perfectly, and I love it. And then he's like, and he had his he had his. I thought he was gonna say evil sorcerer like yeah, they yeah, do in yeah. the <laughs> Daniel uh, is the bully video. That's what I was expecting him to say. He was like, oh, he had. And I thought Bobby had brain damage because he got insult. <laughs> yeah. That's what I lo- I lost it when I heard that. that. Is great. Tabby was ro- Tabby was crying at that scene. She could not stop rolling laughing. Yeah. She's like, "This is great! Oh my gosh, it was so good." But and then he's like, "What an asshole!" He's like, "What a jerk!" You know, Miguel is just like he's hating the the Larussos at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I that it's it could flip flop. That could be my favorite scene. But so mm-hmm. could the bar scene. I, I don't know. I'm torn. It's it's. Ugh, I don't know, man. Oh, there's, I, there's, I, there's some great. There's some well written moments in there. It's um, so good. One of the other things I really liked is that you know we talk about obviously Allie is brought up several times. I was a little disappointed that Elizabeth Shue didn't have a, at least a, an appearance in here. Um, yeah, I was really hoping that she would. Um, but uh, season they two. treat. Yeah, they treat a lot of the characters with reverence. Um, you know, obviously, episode four is basically the Miyagi story. Yeah, you know, so good. A tribute to him, and it's it's so great. And like I said at the beginning, like, uh, anytime they play his music, like, I just, I, I feel like I'm a kid again. Like, oh, man, Mr. Miyagi. And they treat him with such reverence. And then, <laughs> totally unexpectedly to me, because I didn't even know she was alive, but Mrs. LaRusso shows up. I know. So, <laughs> I like, Holy crap, is that really her? It is. And then she was unlikable. And I'm like, she I'm really not was. I'm not supposed to not like Mrs. LaRusso. And then I was like, okay, cool. They made up. It's cool. But at first I was like, I'm not liking her now. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. kind of wish she wasn't on the show because she's tainting my view of her from the original movie. But then it was all good. They, yeah. they they made it corrected. But, you know, we haven't talked about her much, but Daniel's wife, she yeah. she's fantastic because she sees all the BS going around. And oh, my God. Uh, like when she has the best line of the whole thing, I think, when she's talking and they're about to, you know, there's the moment at the pool where they're about yes. to square off. Yes. You know, and she has that great line where she's like, I'm not going to stand here and watch you, you know, was it face off with your childhood karate rival? Like, I'm going to go in and make lunch. <laughs> like, it just, it puts it in its place. Like, yeah, this is a fight between two guys who were kids having a fight 30 years ago. It's like, you and your childhood karate rival, you can't stop talking about. Like, grow up, both of you. <laughs> and, and Johnny's like, I could eat. That was so great. I Okay, the, the, getting back to what I talked about earlier about the purpose of, of Daniel's son is this scene of ketchup. I honestly believe, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, uh, this scene and the where Sam gets her phone taken away from her 
is like, okay, how do we get Sam's phone taken away from her and all electrical, uh, all electronic devices? Oh, let's write in her brother to remind the mom to remove this device, this device, this device. That's why I thought he was written. And then they have this joke with Johnny about ketchup. Go get it yourself, douchebag. That, yep. And he's like, what a yeah. dick. That, that is the only scene that he is any tolerable in. And why I think he was written in the story is to service those two scenes. But I, I love Johnny with the salt. He's getting, he's just, he's just throwing, just down he's on just it. hammering <laughs> down. Um, but one of my, in regards to food, the best scene is the Miguel sitting down with, right, with the right. mom and grandma and hearing about his father and just the look of just of relating with him. And and I love how after Miguel gets hurt at the high school dance and uh, the, he hears the Iron Eagle thing, how he, and, you know, and then he can't make up with his son. At first, I thought he was at the door of his ex-wife and it turned out to be Miguel's mom about how he when he said he's the only person who hasn't given up on me. And then I knew it was Miguel's mom. I love that because I love the chemistry of Miguel and Johnny because Miguel changes Johnny for the good. And uh, I don't know if I like how Miguel, his story arc ends. I'm hoping there's a season two. I mean, he really, like two thirds of the way through it, he really becomes Johnny, jealous Johnny. Yeah. You know, I mean, they... He's he, the thing is he's he plays both Johnny and Daniel so well. I mean, because there's the moment where he becomes the the jealous Daniel from the the dinner where he sees Allie and you know when Johnny tr- tries to make Daniel think that Allie's back with him and he gets all mad. And, oh, you're back. You're with this guy. And so he he's playing that role, but then he becomes the Johnny. And, and so I thought I, you know he kind of straddled that line between those characters really well. Yeah. And you started to think like, Oh man, he's really turning. Like he's, he's, he's turning from Anakin into Darth Vader, you know, and there's glimpses in there, but you know, he was kind of, uh, he he was kind of the, the real jerk there for a, a good chunk of the end of this. Well, on the flip side though, we have Sam who had been struggling with yes. the, uh, you know, with the popular girls and then she gets bullied by, mm-hmm. you know, saying that she had sex in, not sex in movie theater, but you know, she went down on a guy in a movie theater. And yep. then there's all these memes about her and stuff. And I like how she goes against her bully friends, but she turns around because, you know, I'm like, like Fonda, she's yelling at the screen of like, girl, you need to know, you know, you're turning into what you hate, you know, and luckily yep. she figures it out. But I like that she, um, she tries to go back to her old friend and apologize and like, you know, I, I'm sorry how things went down, you know, and as much as my dad hates Cobra Kai, it would be kind of cool to hang out with you. And, and of course I was waiting for that flip of hers to do. And she's, she's really, a I love her so mm-hmm. much in this show. She yeah. is one of these shining lights of this show. Her, she's such a strong character. I, I, that's why I, Daniel, when you compare her to Daniel's son, that's why he's so worthless because yeah. she's so fantastic in this show. Daniel's son is he's just a turd pointless. on a log. Yeah, it's so pointless. If I'm going to say anything completely terrible about this show, it'd be Daniel's son. It's yeah. the worst decision, worst writing decision, just period. He should have never been in this show. So, yeah, wouldn't have changed a thing. I'm curious. So, there was. Uh, you know, a moment that you kind of referenced earlier 
where you talked about recycled footage. I yeah. think you were referencing this. So there is the one moment that's a flashback that was actually a filmed flashback of young Johnny, where he first discovers the Cobra Kai. Yeah. Right. We and it's kind of like you're trying to figure out exactly who this kid is at first. He's he, you know, and and I, I thought there was some great little Easter eggs like when he first shows up to the Cobra Kai, this car comes by, parks, and a guy in a red jacket that was just like Johnny's jacket gets out and you don't see his face, but you just see a guy wearing the same red jacket walks up to the Cobra Kai, you know, and and this little kid presses his face up against the glass to see what's going on in there. And you hear crease and you see a, a crease body double, um, you know, marching, marching the Cobra Kai through their orders. And he comes home and tells his dad, like, I want to join karate. And his dad's like, screw you, you know? And, and that kind of sets up a little bit of, you know, why Johnny was the way he was and kind of explains because the thing basically opens with a thousand year old Ed Asner as his dad <laughs> chastising him, but what a loser he is. And, and, you know, and, and all that. What did you think of that like filmed flashback of little kid Johnny? Well, I mean that's that was the recycled footage was him looking right. in the window and and hearing the the dialogue from the first one. Yep. Um it, it did I I knew it was kid Johnny because of the way it started off the color was different. It like mm-hmm. looked older and then right in the bike with the hair I was like I think that's Johnny because he's in a rich area and yep. then uh I enjoyed it because um we did we did like his mom. We got to really see why he loved his mom so much and, you know, kind of the abuse he got from his dad, you know, uh, mentally, uh, he got, but I honestly didn't recognize, I didn't see the red jacket scene. I oh, actually yeah. missed yeah, yeah. that because I was oh, too yeah. busy looking at the building of the original Cobra Kai logo and stuff like that. I thought that was sweet, but, um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty sweet because, um, you know, you see that Johnny, even though he was rich, he still had a hard life and it kind of explained where he was coming from. And, um, well, and, and that also, you know, led to another great moment that kind of piggybacks off your favorite moment where, where Johnny and Daniel are together. And I loved it. They went, the two of them went to Daniel's old apartment complex. Yeah. Right. They go there together and relive these memories. And I love because then you get the the cutting back and forth from the original. The you know, you see the memory of the first time he showed up in Reseda and walks in there and the pool looks like crap, you know, and and then now what it looks like. And you know, him bringing his bike up the stairs and he's looking at his old apartment door. And I was hoping, hoping go down to the custodian's the maintenance man's place you know i was hoping they would do that like just take a peek into miyagi's old place and be like man this is where it started you know um but johnny explains you know daniel's like oh yeah you grew up rich you had it easy he's like you know your dad was loaded he's like no it was my stepdad you know and and uh it wasn't what you think i'm not who you think i am you know? right and I like that. I thought that was really cool. I just wish they would have. I wish they would have gone to Miyagi's place. But remember, it was closed down in part three, though. So Daniel oh, remembered true. that. That's true. So that's, that's why true. Daniel wouldn't do that because he knew that was being shut down. He had to take care. Uh, like the thing that I was in the, like there Miyagi's used to be door. Three palm trees here. Yeah, <laughs> there's only two. Well, I, I, the thing I love was uh, Miyagi's door when you open it and you heard the sound. Yep. You know, uh, that's it. Daniel's backyard. I thought that was yeah. awesome Easter egg because most people would for, not would miss that. 
I caught it instantly. I'm like, oh, Mr. Miyagi stuff. So let's talk about Mr. Miyagi. Um, okay, the grave scene, especially number one, having the bonsai tree stuff around his grave. But the shot, the far shot of him bowing and the music, man, that just brought tears to my eye. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, if you love that at all, if you, you know, if you. If you're invested in these characters in this movie at all, of course, that's going to get you. It was really well done. Yeah. And and the flashback of, of balance in life was mm-hmm. just like, it was so good. And it's like, and I love how, you know, they at the end had like on a regular TV show, if somebody died, they did the tribute, which was pretty sweet. But, yeah. you know, th- that was pretty awesome having that there. And I, I like what the gravestone said, but... They really honored Mr. Miyagi so much in this, and I and I like the the thing about how Robbie only calls him Mr. Larusso. I thought that was, yeah. you, you know, you kind of don't really catch on to that unless you're really like, oh, he just he only calls him Mr. Larusso, which is pretty cool. Um, but all the Mr. Miyagi stuff, man, was pure gold, and the music, the score that would always play all the time in the background. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't get enough for that. I mean, there's a reason why this is the movie that got me in the scores was right. be, was the Karate Kid. I mean, I I cared less about any score in the world until I heard this movie, and I was like, "What is this?" And then people told me, "Well, music with no words is called a score." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wow. And, and I mean, it took me years to get my hands on it, yeah. but man, it, it's so good. And uh, you know, I was disappointed Daniel didn't have the yellow car. You know his car until mm-hmm. you know we, we get to the end, was, of course. Yeah, of course. Because you know I'm like, well, Daniel really has that car in real life. Are we, are we going to yeah. see it? Because we saw his house. I like the fact that we did have a pool with actual water. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, though, is that I think that's why episode nine is so is, is my favorite. Is just I finally got to see Daniel and Johnny hanging out, reminiscing and and seeing each other as you know what you're not really as bad as I thought you were, and you know we are really the same. You know we're two, we're really the same coin, uh, because we both eat. My dad, you didn't have a dad, and my dad was you know not there, and I don't know, man. That's why I love episode nine so much. It's so good. Unfortunately, the ending, of course. Of the, uh, oh, crap, you now find out that, oh, I've been teaching a son, too, and he breaks the trophy, you know? and Yeah. Yeah, um, he's like, Dad, knock it off. He's like, Dad? Yeah. What is going on here? Yeah. I, 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 so when when it comes to tournament time, though, because I did love, like you, like you just said, I love that, that, that those moments where they were friendly to each other, and they realized, like, we have a history together. And I, you know, I have people like that in my life who we were kind of combative for a season in our life and we've grown and realized that, you know what? We have a history together. It wasn't all great, but we have shared experiences and shared memories. Right. And now we're grown and we can laugh about it. We can laugh about how petty and childish we were at a time, you know? And remember when I did this to really try and sabotage you? I mean, I have, you know, there are people in my life that are that way. And, and fortunately those bonds have changed and not gotten worse and worse, you know? And, uh, it's yeah. And, and, and so I love that. And it, it kind of irritated me though, at the end of the, the film of the series, when Daniel still seems kind of pissy 
with Johnny. You know, I'm like, man, you had this great thing here and this redemption for you guys. And I know you have to fight in the end. You know, these two have to fight in the end. But it was still like, you know, well, I hope you're happy. You got what you wanted. You know, you big jerk. Well, like to be fair, though, Daniel, that was the only time he said it in like a. Hey, I hope you're happy you won. He wasn't being it was one of the only times he wasn't being a jerk. He didn't say I hope you're happy you won. He said, I hope you're happy you got what you wanted. Like it's it wasn't uh hey, you know, it, no, it was very much like, well, this is all that matters to you. I'm walking off with your son now. Obviously the trophy is what mattered the most to you. Like that it was just a dig. Yeah. You know, it, it just it bothered me. That, like, wait a minute. No, we'd gotten past this. What changed? Yeah. Well, you know, let's talk. I mean, let's talk about the tournament. Yeah, let let's get into it. So, okay, I want to talk about my favorite shot in this whole film. Okay, my f- absolute favorite shot is Johnny's looking at the picture of Crease, and it's it like when Daniel starts talking how your dad isn't a bad guy; he just has a lot of demons. And they show that shot. That right there, it, it I can forgive that whole, you know, I hope you're happy. You know, this is what you want because of that conversation that he does have with, with Robbie. Because he realizes the kind of person Johnny really is that, you know what, he isn't as bad as I thought he was. He's just a guy who's trying to do what's best, that he thinks is best, just like I'm trying to do what I think is best. And he just has demons. That's why it's such a gray area of both of them are good, both of them are bad kind of thing. And I think it's because he let his son get hurt and didn't stop the team, I think is why Daniel then was pissed off at him because of the fact of the dislocation of his his shoulder. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where I think Daniel was just like, really? I'm like, we're going to let history repeat itself. But he didn't see, though, that Johnny was changing because right. it was hurting Johnny as much as he he was so torn because he's done nothing but try to get these kids to want to win, to change, to not be losers. He wants them to feel what it's like to be a winner, but he also knows that things are going south and they're turning into the old Cobra Kai, and that's his son up there. But it's like his son who's also taught by Daniel instead of him. Mm -hmm. So he has all these. That's what's so fantastic about this ending is all of his conflict that he's that he he has so much. He's conflicted inside and he's not saying a word. It's all in his eyes. And that's why it's such a fantastic performance by Zapka. Except for with the uh, former champion while he's making his speech. (laughs) <laughs> he just whispers, punch that guy right in the face. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I love that. That that, that was that was great. Because he was a jerk. I'm like, really? This guy's gotta do the flips. Well, and, and they had yeah, and they had you know, I loved it because you know, one of the one of the underrated moments of the original tournament is the the one guy who's doing like all of the like flying roundhouse kicks and everything who makes it to the final four and ultimately gets eliminated, but he takes out a couple Cobra Kai along the way. You know, I always like that guy who's just kind of the, the Asian guy who's flipping around and stuff. And they have that kind of guy here in the white gi, 
you know, doing a bunch of flips and he's, he's, he's fighting Miguel. I was like, Oh, okay. I get it. And then, you know, and then you got the guy in the blue, his mom, like going nuts. That I don't know if we needed to see that many shots of his mom on the sideline. Yeah, I know. Now, like, why, why are we, why are we even focusing on this lady whose son was the champ last year? Why is she getting like five close-ups? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Because that that guy, I think he was the one on the beach doing Mr. Miyagi's crane kick. Is that guy? If I if I remember, if my memory serves right, interesting. He, he was just dressed up as Mr. Miyagi, but he's the I one do that love. Does that. I do love that the first fight, the first kick of the first fight is just we get right out of the way. Crane kick, open the fight, <laughs> open yep. the tournament. Crane kick right away. I'm like, oh, okay, that's done. <laughs> yeah. But there's mul- but there's a point right there. So and and there's multiple face kicks that yeah. are constantly given points. So I I mean I I can understand what you mean in regards to you know the 80s and vagueness and stuff and maybe the new rules of 2018. But it it was nice because you know for those of you who don't have the the fantastic mind that you do, if you will, I can throw that in their face and say, hey, all that crane kick stuff. Uh, the Cobra Kai just proved it by all the face kicks they did in the tournament. Yeah, got sure. all the points, so you can shove it now. And then there they'll be go. like, oh, you know, they'll walk away away, away from their keyboard and stuff. So at least <laughs> I have some ammunition now, you there know, you unless I deal with people like you. So it's okay. Uh, mm. But the, I thought the tournament stuff was really good. The 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 greatest stuff is is all Johnny's emotion dealing well, yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really great stuff. I mean, like you like you were saying, it's it's in his face. It's just him realizing what he's created and the power that he wields, and that he can with very easily with without doing anything, he can become crease. Like the kids will turn him into crease. Hawk and Miguel will turn him into crease if he lets them. Yeah. Because they want that. They start to thirst for that power because suddenly they're they're the opposite of what they were. They're not the bully. They can be the bullies now. And they have this power. And and through it, Johnny has this power. And and it it it's tough. I mean, because it is like he's been a loser for so long and he's been spat on by society for so long. It could very easily be the, I'll show you guys. You want me, you want me to be the bad I'll be the bad guy. You know, I'll show you that I should be the, I was the champ back then. And the, that conflict within of like, I'm one toe away from the edge. Yeah. One toe away from being what I have spent all this time hating. And all of those flashbacks of Kreese putting me in a chokehold in that parking lot. And what he made me become. And I could just as easily become what I hated. I love that. I thought it was just, it was really, really great, you know? And, and it, right to the end, right till the final moments of this movie, the gray area persisted. They never, even in the tournament, they didn't define who's good, who's bad, who you should root for. I really appreciated that. I really I was- appreciated that they didn't pick like okay, the filmmaker is going to pick a side for you. Yeah, paint it in a way that you it'll force subconsciously force you to root one way or the other. They didn't do it. They left the hands off. I thought that was great. I was going to say what the first time you watched it, who were you rooting for? Because I was like, you know what, Miguel. I I, I was like, <laughs> I kind of want Cobra Kai to win. I yeah. I, I like these kids so much. And then when things started to turn, and I was like, okay. I kind of, in a way, I rolled my eyes because I was like, okay, 
So now we're getting, you know, uh, Johnny's son, Robbie, he's mm-hmm. getting injured. And mm-hmm. he's oh, going yeah, yeah. gonna to pull the Daniel at the end and he's going to win. And I'm like, do they have yep. the balls to change the ending and have Cobra, it's Cobra Kai's show? So technically they should win. But the way things are playing out, it kind of looks like Robbie's going to win. And, yep. and you're right. The, the way that they did it was almost surprising, but it was like even though Johnny won, he didn't win because of the fact of his team won. He kind of wanted them to lose because of the way that they were they had changed. When he's like, "Look, we don't have to do this dirty," he's like, "We." And then Miguel is doing the complete opposite of that transformation of sweep the leg. You know, do you have a problem with that? No, Sensei. It was Miguel was Kreese's response to Johnny. So it was like, well, wait, what have I created? You yeah, know, exactly. and th- that was yeah. the point where he was like, oh, I don't know if I want to win now. And then when he did win, it, I thought he was going to like take the trophy to his son. Yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah, I, I, I thought that exact thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I forgot, what did, uh, what did Robbie say to Johnny at that point? I forgot. When uh, and when I when he goes when he up, walked to him. over to him and he was, yeah, oh, gosh, he, I mean he basically said thanks. He's like you know, oh, God, Johnny said something and, and it was it was basically like it's all good. Yeah, it was what Robbie said like uh, you know, yeah, I can't remember the exact wording of it, but it was basically like thanks, you know, yeah, kind of left it open. Um, you know, and there was I mean there there was the the moment that was ripped straight from the original when. Daniel decides he's going to coach him in the middle of the fight, right? In the middle of it. And you have Sam run up just like Allie did and tell the announcer, like, Dan- you know, Daniel's going to fight. Daniel's yeah. going to fight. Like, Daniel LaRusso is going to coach. Daniel LaRusso is going to coach. I know. That was so funny. I cracked <laughs> up on that. Ripped that guy- straight from the original. Yeah, that was so good. Uh, yeah, there, there's so many lines that were straight ripped out of the original, but done in such a great way. But that that cracked me up the most. Daniel yeah. LaRusso is going to coach, you know. So good. <laughs> so let's talk about that ending, that that final two yep. minutes of, of, the, of the movie. So I knew that this show was going to set up season two. I just didn't know how. And I kid you not, when when that door opens... There's that shadow and that voice. Fonda and I said, oh, at the same time. Oh, shit. That's what we said at the yep. same exact time. Uh, and There's then our old buddy. Yeah. And <laughs> it, what I love is because Fonda's like, do not accept him in. You, do not accept him in your dojo and kick him out. It's yours. And, mm-hmm. and the look on his face is both terror and also get out of here yeah. and i and i loved it because people on the internet it, think he was literally dead. seeing a ghost yeah people think <laughs> oh that crease is dead or whatever but you know no that's really crease and yeah. he and now he wants to get his revenge after what happened at the end of part three you know i know jason mm-hmm. likes to joke about well these guys just murdered daniel and, and mr miyagi after the tournament you know why would they just mm-hmm. take off terry silver hired some folks to take him out but crease wants his revenge and Yes. I've read some people are pissed off that, well, why would He's you have Priest come back? You know, why would you have him He's come back? He's the emperor in the Star Wars universe. Like, right. Good, good. Let's take him out now. Oh, right off, terrifying. I, right off the bat, I, I was like, I can't wait for season two because yeah. I can. So I can totally see 
Crease being the reason why Johnny and, and Daniel would be like they were in the bar and see eye to eye be, of like Crease is trying to destroy everything that I've built. And, you know, because obviously we've seen Daniel wants to, you know, he wants to reach out. He wants to continue, uh, which I don't know. Mr. Miyagi would never want a school uh, of, of. Right. But at the same time, you know what? This is he always said, you know, you have strong root, Daniel. So this is what Daniel wants to do. He wants to pass it on. And his daughter, obviously, is going to be is going to be huge in part two or season two. Uh, because I mean, she got in that dojo and she, she got the, the hunger back. So man, I'm telling you, man, it was cool to know that they, they made this show very quick. They, they wrote it, created it, edited it and delivered it in less than a year. So I think the turnaround time will be pretty quick, not nearly as long as a Netflix show. I think they're going to get the BS out of the way, especially if YouTube Red is making the kind of money that I think they're making on this show. Yeah, I I, and the the response they've gotten is probably way more than they've ever expected. I'm sure they weren't expecting the critical and and favorable reviews they got. And if you look at the comments on YouTube, uh, there's so much love on the first two episodes and then just like, oh, I, I had to binge the rest. I haven't seen this much positivity on the internet in quite a long time, and it's very refreshing. I actually don't have to get into an argument with somebody for once. <laughs> right. I am curious what people thought of, because I think one of the things that everyone was hoping for was to get the Johnny and Daniel fight. Right? I mean, to finally get them to actually square off. And I can see a scenario with the second season where it is crease manipulating Johnny into getting that fight into finally having those two square off again. I can see a way where he just manipulates things and pulls strings to make these things happen. That ultimately leads to that. I think that's, that's a big thing that, you know, fans would love to see with, with these writers, I, I trust anything they do now. Uh, yeah. th- this, this show, uh, this movie, fantastic, man. Absolutely. Um, oh man, I'm. You know, I, I, I've been talking about this with with other people. You know, in the last couple of days, and and you know, people come and ask, what do we think of it so far, and blah blah blah. And and I'm just, you know, I I have you know my minor issues with it, but more than anything is. I'm just really impressed with the quality of the storytelling in here. And I'm just really pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I knew I was going to enjoy it, but there's always things, you know, and we've talked about this in the past with other things, something that's so beloved. I'm always afraid of it tarnishing something that I love or almost, almost mocking something that I love or changing it, you know, just not living up to it. And so this, you know, like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Everything I see is look great, but there's also a part of me that shields my heart from this, you know, mm-hmm. says, just don't, don't get hurt again, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I'm just so, it's so refreshing to have something like this turn out so amazing, something that I love um, and something that it, 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 it's something that I can revisit and it's part of the universe and you don't have to excuse it for any reason. 
Right. You know, it doesn't have to be like the Star Wars prequels. We're like, yeah, it's a thing, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't recommend it or, you know, this or that. You don't have to excuse it. You don't have to say, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a YouTube series. So that's why, it, you know, it lacks in quality. You know, they got the guys together, but it's obviously it was just a YouTube thing. So that's why it's kind of blah. It's none of that. It's 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 so refreshing to have that. I'm so happy that you don't have to make excuses for this. Right. Uh, I I agree 100 percent. And um, I honestly can see like I can see Terry Silver and Mike Barnes mm-hmm. coming in this yeah, and actually absolutely. being being written well, because like when Johnny's in the beginning, like, you know, you're firing me over that bitch, Mike. I thought that was mm-hmm. Mike Barnes, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. What I like is, and it is might that, be. Right. It, it, I like the fact of they embraced part three mm-hmm. and kind of even joked about it a little bit with Mr. Miyagi's little trees and stuff like that. They embrace three. And I feel that these guys with their love can take the, the crappiness of three, turn it around and make even Terry Silver and Mike Barnes even more sinister and, and somehow work them in season two to where Johnny teams, because people have talked years. I've always wanted to see Daniel and Johnny. Yeah. That's what part three should have been is Johnny's at the other end of the tournament and he's with his group of kids and he comes over and he helps Daniel take out Mike Barnes. People have talked about that for years. I he, would love it if they could pull off the impossible and make me enjoy three more by writing that so well. Yeah. <laughs> it fixes some of my massive issues with three. Right. I, <laughs> these guys can do it. I, yeah. I really do. With the amount of love, respect that they, they have, and with season two and three already mapped out. We I got to get Elizabeth Shue in this thing, man. I, I You know... I hear you, but I was kind of like also appreciating the fact that they only use the memories of her to keep her in the youth. And it was like, that's the best moment they have of her. So that's kind of, I appreciated that because I was like, I want to have Allie in here, but are they just going to have her by name or whatever? But the fact that they referenced her in so many pictures and flashbacks. Have you gone on and friend requested her yet? No, I have not. I mean, you know her real last name now. You can go on and friend request her. I know, right? I should look for that. (laughs) I bet there's there's got to be an account by now. Oh, I bet there is. So in regards. If not, I'm creating it tonight. I bet you are. (laughs) So I, I'm really, you know, after what I just saw, whatever's up for season two, I think people will have the equity that's been built up in this show. I think we'll do season two. We'll do gangbusters. Like, you know, like how Christopher Nolan built up the Batman begins so much that the dark Knight just blew up. You know, it's like, I feel like Mm -hmm. that this was Batman begins and that the dark Knight is just upon us, if you will. So I don't know, man, uh, this movie is fantastic. And, uh, I, I like the fact that it's, uh, I I think it's the true part three, but I like the fact that it's also in, you know, part four. So I, I love, Yeah. I love this movie. I think it's fantastic. I told everybody, I said that, uh, you know, I may break the rules a little bit for being considered a TV show, but this is my favorite movie of 2018. Like, it's five hours long, and I love it. So, um, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, of course, that's not going to be on anybody's list. But for me, you know, it's just, I loved it. This is my universe. This is me, man. This is what I love. I mean, I never thought being... I'd never get another anything in the Karate Kid universe 
original, you know, and I, and not having Mr. Miyagi, I was always like, how the hell is that going to play out? But his spirit was there the whole time. And it's the, it's in such great hands. Just like I feel like this Halloween movie coming up is in great hands. And I doubt it'll be nearly as successful as this, but it's like, I feel like people are now not rushing like part three. That was strictly a money grab. Nobody yeah, really, no, nobody really cared about it. Yeah. But if, if the people in part three had taken the amount of time and consideration that these guys did, we could have had one amazing trilogy. But you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, man. I, my rating for this is a, a plus. You know, yeah. get rid of Daniel's son in season two, and uh, you know, it's already going to be better. So good times. <laughs> So yeah, I agree. I love what, it. What's your uh, what's your rating on this film? I give it an A plus, man. I love Sweet. it. I mean, I watched it twice in twenty four hours. That's it's awesome. Ten man. hours of viewing in twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, it. are you gonna keep uh, YouTube Red so you can revisit, or what, what's your status? I'm not, but I downloaded all these episodes onto a drive so I can have them. Now it's funny that you say that because what I dig is when you pause the show on YouTube, you get the crane kick, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. But yeah. I have my typical YouTube downloader and it doesn't work for this oh, really? show. Yeah. I can't download it. And I was afraid to, cause I'm like, well, maybe they'll kill my membership and I won't be able to watch it. So <laughs> they I'll know just, what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll just let it be. So, cause I saw well, you can good. download it, but I thought yeah. it was like Netflix. Once your subscription ends, then your download stops working like I Apple probably, music. It probably so. is. But it's all good. All right, sir. So, uh, hey, uh, hmm? why don't yes. we get into uh, why don't we get into emails? Uh, oh, and geez. okay. And hear what the STL Nation has to say, sir. So it's perfect that you are on because we got a new emailer, sir. And what happens when we get a new emailer, sir? Banzai! <laughs> Banzai, Daniel-san! Hey, Banzai! 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 <laughs> oh, good times. So, all right. So here is our new emailer. Just joined the uh, just joined the STL group. Which, by the way, we've been getting a lot of spammers trying to join. All right, I'm sorry if I ask you STL questions and you respond to me with N O P Q B C, and you're a spammer, and I'm not going to accept you in the group. Right. I need, I need legitimate people who are fans to join the group. Okay, so yep. y'all, 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 fifty people that have spammed me, y'all need to quit. But uh, Robert Hughes, though, uh, is is actually been a long time listener. I found out. So here we go. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, man, great to talk to you. Uh, I've been a fan of your show since the Karate Kid episode. Awesome interview with Billy nice. Zapka. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, talk about full circle, man. I love friend of the show, Billy Zapka. Friend of the show, Billy Zapka. Uh, I'm a lifelong fan like you. I've seen the film hundreds of times, so I'd like to compare notes and be like, mm-hmm. just how many hundreds of times are you at? Uh, are, are you close to my record? Are, are you going to catch up with me? Where are you at? So I definitely got to find out where he's at. Uh, he goes, I study karate myself, which is pretty awesome. Now, this is where I'm really interested. And I have a huge karate kid collection. 
So Robert, we need to talk, son. We need you need to get on the group and you need to post these pictures of your right. karate kid collection. Cause you know what? I still got the Mr. Miyagi and the Daniel figures sitting in my room. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have the ice. I don't have the 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 Mr. or the Master of Miyagi. Uh, I have the little, referee as well. Yeah, I, I, I have the referee, but I don't have the dojo anymore. It mm. got water damage, unfortunately. So I need to see this this Remco. Dude, isn't it crazy on eBay? The Remco tournament goes for like $900. Yeah, it's crazy. Ridiculous. Uh, he goes, I've watched the whole series yesterday as well. I'm so happy on how it came out. Uh, way beyond what I expected. I really, really enjoyed it and can't wait to see where it goes, Robert. So thank you, sir, for writing in. I'll get you a nickname yeah. once we get to uh, know each other. Uh, you know, one thing I would definitely say to kind of wrap up your final thoughts. I say that this show, that what was surprising about it is how deep it was. And it was way better than it was ever should have been. Uh, yeah. So I think that's what was surprising about it. It was, it was deep. So uh, good times. All right. So our next email, and I think our final, comes from Lisa the Legend. So Yeah. So good old Lisa, unfortunately, she's like, I'm not going to be able to watch this show. I'm going to have to go on the dark web. And I'm like, we may the STL Nation will have to come together and, uh, and, and help you out. But per this email, which I've only glanced at, I think she got a hold of it. So I think we're okay, Ooh. sir. So Eric Webb comes through. I know, right? So, hey, y'all, I'm so excited for this. I was right on board watching every trailer and teaser I could. Then it finally gets released, and I have to sit around and wait. Of course, Canada gets the short end of the stick with TV shows, and this is no exception. Although, I was able to get the first two, and then, well, since I have friends, I found the rest. Yeah, I I am o- I am only starting episode five, but so f- uh, but it goes so fast. Uh, I didn't think I would dig. I didn't think I would dig seeing the other side, being Johnny's side. But man, I'm sure we were uh, all surprised. I am pumped to see how the next few episodes are gonna go. I had hopefully we haven't you know you actually watched it by the time you listen to this and you can follow along with the spoilers. Right. If, if not, you know, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I had to get over at first seeing who all the actors were. I remember the wife mainly from the Big Bang Theory. That's right. She's Sheldon's mm-hmm. sister. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, and Johnny's son from the new Fuller House. Yeah. Uh, it, he doesn't exist. There is no Daniel's son. So. <laughs> uh, Anthony is dead to us. <laughs> it's true. I love how they are spinning things in a direction uh, I had truly never given much thought to. We all know I love my William Zapka. He is shining so bright in this. He isn't a sucker for a hard luck story, but I adore... Oh, who isn't a sucker for a hard luck story, but I adore it's realistic and not just something made for TV. Life isn't always about the fun and good times. I think that's where the writers really hit their mark. I would let you go on about I'll let, I will let you go on about the details and the tidbits, but I couldn't resist writing in. So take care, no mercy, Lisa the legend. Woohoo. Now Lisa is she if, correct me if I'm wrong. She's the reason that Cor- William Zabka is a friend of the show, isn't that correct? That is correct. She is the the reason this show changed for the better. That's why um, she's a legend around here. Exactly. Lisa the legend. And, you know, to this day, I still don't know how she pulled it off. I mean, she she contacted him. And, I mean, Zapka is amazing on Twitter. That guy, he is all about fan service. I mean, he's like the, he's like the rock of Twitter. 
I mean, he is just like fantastic. She must have personal messaged him. I know she told me this, and I just can't remember. Mm-hmm. But how the how the hell she convinced him? Because remember, originally he wanted to do just uh, an email interview. He was right. going to write in, but it was doing the Rocky episode prior to this that he listened to that made him change his mind and want to come on the show. And then he's mm-hmm. like, I'll come on the show, but I only got 10 minutes. And I said, I'll take it. And then it turned into a freaking hour. I mean, how awesome was that? I mean, even him ripping on Karate Kid 3. I mean, how awesome was that? Do you remember exactly. that? Oh, um, yeah. and then, I was there. And then hearing hearing the story of the – I'm like, hey, there's that scene in the back of the novelization of you having you know, a, a pie in your hand or Daniel having a pie in his hand – and you having Daniel up against the locker, what the hell is going on there? And yep. he and he's like, oh, that's actually my first scene film with Daniel. And it's like, oh, why was that cut? And even these amazing YouTube videos of all the uh, early performance and all the rehearsals and stuff, that scene is nowhere to be found, man. And it's just, oh, I hope one day it, it shows up, man. Yeah. Yep. So good. So, uh, dude, I don't. it's Karate Kid episode. So there ain't going to be no music spotlight. I got to play mm-hmm. some music from the Karate Kid. Maybe mm-hmm. the the Cobra Kai song, you know, Back in the Game, because that song's pretty sweet. It's pretty awesome. But uh, Absolutely. Man, I had a blast, dude. I'm so glad we got together so fast. I mean, I Me had n- no idea we were going to get together the same week. But uh, it's so awesome. And then, of course, I got Time Traveling Peter that I reached out to. And uh, he's going to do a full-blown episode-by-episode on his podcast. Mm. But that's going to be like part two Cobra Kai mm. review. So we got our review, and then me and him are going to get together. So it's going to be Cobra Kai heaven, man. And, uh, man, I, I'm going to have to go buy a Cobra Kai shirt now because uh, <laughs> I always said I wouldn't. But just like I, I love like that scene of uh, that's a You've cool changed. cool snake. He's like, it's a Cobra, you know. Oh. Cobra He's K. A, Cobra K. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many awesome jokes in this. Like, you know, uh, you were going to get, what did Miguel say to Johnny about getting the dojo fixed? And he's like, uh, you were going to advertise, right? And he's like, yeah, duh. And, and mm-hmm. just that look on his face of like, that's a great idea. Exactly. You know? And how cool was it finding out about the headband that he got it from Allie? Oh, I was going to mention that. Yeah, that, that when he told that story about Allie and like I gave her this jelly bracelet, she gave me the the headband I wear. I love that. that yeah, that changed a, a lot for in. me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really interested, sir. That the next time you watch the Karate Kid, how mm-hmm. how it changes? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of scared now to watch it with with the love sure. I I have and and I don't know, man. It's like Am I going to watch it differently? You know, and it's like, I don't know, man. Never watch it again. Never watch it again. (laughs) I definitely, you know, I definitely am going to look at Johnny in a different, especially after his so-called story of of Mm -hmm. the the whole beat scene. I think I'm going to take that differently because that was never explained, you know, that he had just gotten into a fight with Allie. You know, and it's like they were going out for two years and they were madly in love. And then this kid's on the beach with my girl. So I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to punk from New Jersey. I'm going to have to report on that. So uh, what are we doing next? What do, we, what do you think? Do we yeah, have an idea? Oh, man. Well, no, we'll re- vote up. you know, it, it's too bad. 
what a missed opportunity that solo a uh, uh, the Star Wars story didn't come out today. Mm-hmm. What a missed opportunity mm-hmm. with May the 4th that No Retreat, No Surrender just had its anniversary. And I was like, what a missed opportunity that we didn't do that movie on the anniversary date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about that, but nobody likes that movie anyways, right? <laughs> no, they don't. No, <laughs> for good reason. Uh, I had a lot of fun with Roadhouse. Do we have a good guilty pleasure that we need to defend? Uh, I don't know. I think I think I think it's time for a, an STL poll. We haven't had one in a little while. Yeah, that's it. throw up a throw up a handful of movies and, and see what shakes out. And, and you were right that you know with the Roadhouse episode, you said now that the bluff has been called, that the STL Nation would write in on the next yeah. episode. Yep. I said I would. It actually, you yep. were right. It worked. So uh, now when we're we back actually, on board. We're back on board. It's sweet. It's like I think I had like two episodes last month. Uh, with the STL Underground Hour episode mm-hmm. and then our mm-hmm. episode together, so it's like I'm on a I'm on a roll, man. This is sweet. So, uh, and to report, Tabby had a great time watching this show. Um, she's at uh, actually Avengers right now. Um, oh, nice. It's funny. Uh, speaking of Avengers, uh, Fonda and I watched it. You know, asked me in a year how I felt about it, and then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. But she loves Guardians of the Galaxy. And she wanted to know how it ended. I'm like, really? You you want me to tell you the ending? And I did. We did. Me and Fonda did the whole ending, explain it, and then she's like, okay, so everybody at school is talking about it. I want to go see it. I'm like, why the hell would you do that? You've only seen one of seven of eighteen <laughs> movies. And so she did a crash course of the Marvel films, even though she knows exactly what's going to happen in Infinity War. She mm-hmm. still she went to the movies tonight so she could go check it out. And uh, so yeah. What's your What's your favorite Marvel movie, real quick? Because my my wine glass is empty. So oh, what's your, What's your favorite Marvel movie? I'll I'm going with uh, Winter Soldier still. Okay, All right. What uh, What about you? Uh, mine is always torn between Winter Soldier or First Avenger. Both Captain America movies are my favorites. But yeah, I'm always curious where people land on that because it kind of says. Something about you, about your choices. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, who would, like, I I always say this, that, you know, I love DC so much, and uh, I've never cared about Marvel, but I love the Marvel movies. They made me care mm-hmm. about these characters. And, and I well could, done movies. I could give a rip about the comics. I'll never watch a Marvel movie and then, like, oh, I need to go look at the comics or watch the cartoons. Mm-hmm. I love the movies. And who would have thought that Captain America, who I thought was one of the lamest superheroes ever, would be such a badass. And the moment he shows up on in the screen in Infinity War, I'm like cheering. I'm like, that's my, that's my boy. I'm like, yep. I love that guy. Um, I, I love the first Avenger, uh, which is weird because I'm not, I don't really like time, you know, like time old school movies, you know, that take place like that. Yeah, but yeah, pe- yeah period, period pieces, pieces yeah. exactly. I'm not like Halloween, especially, you know, is my favorite period piece, if you will. Uh, but I'm not a big fan. But I, Captain America was just like, wow, this movie's so good. Winter Soldiers, like, that's like the dark night of the freaking Marvel movies. It's like, it's like, yeah. a, it's an espionage movie that just happens to have Captain America in it. Just like, Dark Knight is a crime drama that just happens to have Batman and Joker in it. So Winter Soldier and it's the Russo brothers that, I mean, Infinity War, 
Yeah. I mean, that movie is deserves the what eight hundred billion dollars it made in like th- three three days. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, yeah. In regard, I know you probably haven't given your thoughts on Infinity War yet. I'm sure that's upcoming for you and and your upcoming uh, reviews and stuff. It oh, came it, out today. I reviewed. What out did today. you uh, What did you rate Infinity War? I gave it five stars. I freaking love awesome. that movie. The second time I saw it, I loved it even more than the first time, and I'm seeing it again. We have our big, our big shindig showing it uh, tomorrow as we're Sweet. recording, and uh, it, I just there's so much, and I don't want to get into it, but there's yeah. so much I love about that movie. One of oh these yeah, days yeah. Uh, there, you know, there wasn't anything like I only missed two movies. I missed Spider-Man: Homecoming because I didn't like the new Spider-Man, and I didn't want to get invested, but. Uh, I now want to watch Homecoming, and let me just say this without giving anything away: that the uh, the the ending uh, has Spider Man at the very end of the movie, and uh, his performance is by far my favorite scene in the whole entire movie, and has stayed with me for days. And uh, it is why I now want to go watch Homecoming, and uh, it it is. By far my favorite scene of Infinity War. It was just, I cared so much about a guy I I, yeah. I could give two rips about, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome. it uh, Infinity War stuck with me for I I loved it. I thought it, I thought it was great, and uh, but I missed Black Panther and Homecoming. I didn't see those mm-hmm. two, so I watched the fifteen minute yeah. video of uh, the Avengers Infinity War stones, everything you need to know about the movie, you know, re- recap mm-hmm. and stuff. So that was nice. Doctor mm-hmm. Oh, and I missed Doctor Strange, but now I want to see his movie cuz he was badass yeah. in this movie. Um b- yeah, he was but I, I need this I need, you know, part 2 uh real quick. But uh this yeah. movie, man, uh the movie we just talked about. It's the movie that, you know, I I made a post on Facebook like people waited 10 years for this Marvel movie. I've waited 34 years for this one and this and this movie delivered <laughs> on everything. So um Great, great, great time. So, um, so yeah, we'll put up a poll. And uh, if you guys want to write in, feel free to do so. STLpodcast at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts and opinions. But the best thing to do is go in the group so we can continue this discussion. So we can really get into If we missed anything, because, God, there's so much content in this movie. We, I'm yeah. sure we missed stuff people are pissed at us about forgetting. So uh, get in the group. Let's Let's talk about it. And, uh, you know, we'll put up a poll for the next movie. You and I, we seem to have our schedules aligning more and more, which is pretty sweet. So looking forward mm-hmm. to it. And uh, I'll leave you guys yeah. with uh, music. F- I, it'll be some Karate Kid related. I don't know what it'll be yet. So, <laughs> yeah, what a shock, right? So uh, you got anything to say, sir, before we sign off? No, sir. I just uh, I just had so much fun. I'm glad we got to do this. And uh, I'm glad that we got to have yes. fun talking about this. And we, we yeah, no, no regrets. regrets. And we didn't do a five hour episode. We only need two and a half hours. Not too bad for a five hour movie. I thought we did pretty good. So, too bad. you know, good time. So uh, thank you, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Masunasta.
Let's go.